0: smells good in here i mean smells like reefer you're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional but pot is not broadcasting from fema region 7 it's bowl after bowl with your hosts Lorian and spencer
1: the truth it can be a drug
2: so good
1: oh shit yes smoke weed every day. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different drugs.
3: Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Hey, you're not sick yet. Not yet.
2: But just hang in there.
3: Beware the Ides of March. You'll get sick soon enough, baby.
2: It's another Tuesday. So you know what that means. It means you're in the bowl and we're in the bowl as well. It is of course, the Ides of March. It is March 15th, 2022, and look at you in the ball there. Love you, bowlers. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
3: I'm Dame Dolorian. and, and bowlers, bowlers only have to worry about getting sick of uh, hanging out in the bowl, winning. I don't know. Little let
2: That's right. Maybe the occasional contact tie.
3: Oh, yeah. That's bound to happen. When you're in here.
2: Breathe in, breathe out, it's kind of necessary for survival, so, you know. That's why we say clothing is optional, but pot is not. It's not peer pressure, it's just your turn, bowlers. It's just your turn, that's all. Oh, man. What do you say? Another busy week in the books.
3: Yeah, it feels like a lifetime since Friday when we had our bowls with buds.
2: I know. Featuring
3: the one and only Farmer Todd.
2: It does feel like a lifetime. Man, that was a great sit-down with Farmer Todd. You know, we had some uh, technical difficulties. With the uh, connection there, but uh,
3: we solved it. Yeah. Ironed it out. Had him
2: him call in.
3: Yeah. Cool, like AM radio vibe going.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, It
3: worked, because we were rubber banding at first.
2: Right. But then he called in, he got that radio sound voice, and uh, we were going hog wild. There's
4: no doubt about it. They were going hog wild.
2: Speaking of hog wild, our next Bulls with Buds will be the Hogaroos. woo
3: Sunday night, 8 p.m.
2: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night. That's right. 8 p.m. Central U.S. time on Sunday night.
3: It will be a smoker bowl.
2: It will be. A smoker bowl. Indeed. Indeed. The, uh, really the two who restarted it all, you could say. We'll get more into it on Sunday night. But, uh, yeah. yeah. John and Carolyn, man, if it wasn't for those guys, bowl after bowl would have stayed dead. You know, it was dead for a number of years. So, uh, the resurrection is largely thanks to them guys. So we love them to death. We sure do. We will have sure one. On. Uh, by the way, the farmer Todd, uh, We had the, we mentioned he had to call in on the phone, and because of that, we did have two voicemails for Farmer Todd that we didn't get to play because he was calling in on the line that the voicemails are left on, and so you see, you can't both talk on the phone and listen to your voicemail at the same time. So, uh, we're going to blast these out, Uh, these were to Farmer Todd, and maybe he'll hear them, and maybe he'll respond in kind someday, today, maybe down the road, maybe never, who knows, but uh, I figure we want to play them right now. Cause why not? Bowler. Oh, there's a fletchy.
4: Howdy. Hey, look at the butts on those buds. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Friday. Friday. Everybody's having a great one. Farmer Todd, I'm trying to think of a question to ask, but I mean, could you tell us about your implements? And other various farming utensils uh, uh, yeah yeah that's what I want to know about your implements yeah
2: implements okay so a uh, question about your implements farmer Todd do we talk about it? I don't think we talked really much about implements
3: not much I'm trying the to whole remember. syrup operation the maple there, syrup yeah
2: that's true that's true. there were some implements about uh, the whole suction system. Of sucking sap from the trees into the boiler. But uh, other than that, we didn't really talk implements. That's true. That's true. And then uh, we had one more voicemail directed at uh, Farmer Todd.
4: Hello, bowlers. This is Junta. Yeah,
2: Junta. I have
4: a question for Farmer Todd. Let's say you ha- have all of your skills, experience, and knowledge that you have now, but you have to go from an urban lifestyle to the farm. And you're going to have a homestead, and you have you know reasonable, budgetary restrictions which i can't really detail because it just varies too much but if you needed to set up a homestead what are your minimum requirements to get started in terms of acreage equipment uh, food livestock what what are you looking to do day one that is my
2: question that is actually a fantastic question yep and uh for that one i definitely hope uh farmer todd uh, gets back and hears it, and I will also we'll poke him on the socials. Yeah, I will give him a, I will give him a personal message and download and uh, and throw that his way. But uh we did talk a lot about you know going direct source, localizing your food economy, both in the sense of what you eat and where you spend money. And we also talked a bit about uh, taking some of the burden on yourself, producing as much as you can yourself, whether it's growing uh, produce, raising chickens. Some sort of livestock. and um,
3: We also talked about taking a baby step, like not using a microwave. That's right.
2: We uh, got rid of our microwave. We
3: got rid of our microwave this weekend, right after we talked to Todd. Yep. And we picked up a badass toaster oven.
2: That's right. It's like uh, one of been these weird uh, all-in-one ovens.
3: Yeah, called a 10-in-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd been eyeing it for a while. And then talking to Todd was just like... You know, the final nail in the coffin. Ah, That's right. we need it.
2: Went to the old Bargain Zone again, and shit, it's been there for probably three months. In the back, they've had this one used toaster oven that had like a $69 sticker, and it was marked down to $49. I was like, yeah, can we get it for 40 bucks? What do you think about $40? bucks?" i have been seeing this for a few months. And they cut, you know, they cut me in the middle at 45 so. So it's we like took a, it. It's like a $160.
3: 190
2: Oh, that's right. One hundred ninety dollars. Uh, yeah,
3: it was like on sale 100. for one eighty if you were to buy it brand new. The got a deal. Yeah, always got a deal.
2: at The end of the day, that's the
3: taking steps towards a healthier lifestyle. That's right. But I will say the children uh, were upset that there's no microwave because, oh, well, they liked using the microwave. They know, like poking, the, poking buttons the buttons and making it beep. You know. And now they got to learn about this. Well, and not know. get burned, which they will.
2: They got to learn. They got to learn. Le- they're going to learn it. They're going to learn it. What can I say? So that's just what you got to do is learn it.
3: That's right. Also, Uh, this weekend, we almost forgot, but the Kansas City Gem and Mineral Show was in town. Yeah,
2: it was a very grand time.
3: Except now I know that if you want to go into the wholesale section, you can't just bring your business tax ID number. You have to have the whole certificate with the stamp and seal and everything, which is bullshit because on their website, it says, have your tax ID number ready. Well, I got that. I got that, but no, the lady said people were making up numbers and she needed the whole certificate. So then I am on this quest on the Department of Revenue website to look for something that has some stamp of approval on my business so that I can go into the wholesale section where I go every time I go to the Gem and Mineral show. And we stood there on our phone. Suspense was trying to help me. What do you think? Good 40 minutes?
2: Oh, I think it was at least an hour.
3: It felt like forever. I can tell you that. The kids wanted to use the bathroom like three times because they were so bored that, you know, going to the bathroom is more of an adventure than watching mom and dad struggle on their phones. But finally, the lady just, I don't know what happened, but she said something to you. Next thing I know, you're handing me a badge and in we go.
2: I just started looking more distraught and- uh,
3: I almost cried. When, walking
2: further toward the lady. And yeah. The kids were with me. And the looking kids were bored. getting antsy. <laughs> And then she finally, like, she, like, leaned over and asked Ray, like, do you want to go back there? Oh. It's like, yeah, we've been standing here just, like, trying to look this stupid-ass form-up for over an hour. And
3: it's like, you can find all the information on businesses in the state, but it didn't have the tax ID number rubber-stamped anywhere for the public Uh, view.
2: I just don't understand. It's like, if you're going to have, if you're going to require this bullshit step, then you should... Implement a system where you can look these numbers up.
3: Right, I And agree. you should
2: just be able to say the number, and somebody should be able to pop it into any phone on a fucking website and say, oh, yes, you are the business that you claim to be. Good job, you know? Yes. I mean, we all we all have photo ID, but I'm not carrying my whole fucking uh,
3: file bu- cabinet on me. Right, exactly. And when the website says all you need is the number... That's bullshit then to require the certificate or yeah, whatever. It's crazy. And uh yeah, I don't know, but we got back there and I was so excited to see a bunch of gemstone mushrooms this year. Mm-hmm. I love mushrooms and I have always been hoping to find little gemstone mushroom statues and they were finally there. Finally. So,
2: finally got them, yes. Got
3: some and I will share some at the Bitcoin block party. April 24th here in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, we loaded up an inventory for specifically for that, but Yeah. Also be adding it to your website too. Yeah.
3: A little bit everywhere. Also some for my selfish enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, you know. My collection.
2: Collect, sell, collect, sell, you know. Enjoy and then
3: pass on.
2: So it goes. Dr. Bones was there as usual.
3: Dr. Bones and was this the first year that the children uh pet the dinosaur?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're usually way too terrified.
3: Yeah. But not this year. They were brave. I saw Rayla pull you towards Mr. Bones, actually.
2: Yep. Yeah, we were standing in line. We we're gonna do the the gold panning thing.
3: Oh yeah, sanding for gemstones.
2: Um
3: the little tumbled rocks.
2: Well they were they were specifically panning for gold. It was like gold oh. flakes and stuff, little bits. Cute. And uh yeah, it was sort of I don't know. It was a little boring for their taste, I think. And then the dino walked by, and they had been scared at it earlier in the day. But then he walked by again. So the dino is like this big T-Rex skeleton made out of foam that this guy puppeteers. And the thing is like, I don't know, it has to be at least 10 feet tall. Yeah. Um. And like nose to tail, it's probably closer to 16 feet or something. It's like tail is super long out back, and dude stands in it. Uh, in like a...
3: All black, like yeah, a puppeteer would wear.
2: Head to toe black, you know, and he's just kind of picking up and putting the legs down with his hands as he walks. And then he can kind of like tilt his body up and down to puppeteer the dinosaur. And he can, you know, walks around just putting everyone's head in its mouth, basically, at the gym show every year. But uh, yeah, they were terrified the first pass and then and then they made me go take him to the dino second time. <laughs> I, I got, like, almost up to him, and then C wanted to go back to you. But we were so oh. far, I was like, how about I just pick you up? And yeah. she was fine with that.
3: That's good. I know. I was sitting breastfeeding John at that point in time with our inventory of things.
2: <laughs> Grand time, what do we get? Like, uh, 33 pounds of Celestite?
3: Yeah. Actually, the box... I saw the box kind of shoved to the corner with just a little bit of newspaper sticking out of it. And I was like, huh, well, I wonder what that is in the wholesaler section. And then I saw 33 pounds, and I was like, uh-oh, red flag. Uh, I better look at this. And it was just like huge specimens of celestite, which I've always been priced out of buying. But I finally could afford. And 33 pounds nonetheless. Yeah. So.
2: That was a good uh, good grab. And then some really nice pieces of bismuth, too.
3: Oh, yes, bismuth. I had um, recently sold the first specimen of bismuth that we picked up. Way back when. It must have been 2015, 2016.
2: It, it was the same people, right? No,
3: no. We got our first specimen of bismuth at the Denver oh, Gem and right. Mineral Show. And we had never seen it before. And we were just like, wow, what is that? Rainbow staircase, DMT vision <laughs> looking thing. Yeah. And uh yeah, I've fell in love with it ever since. But I sold that piece and only had small pieces. And so... When I saw more big pieces that had, like, the perfect staircases, I was just like, yes, you're mine. Reasonable yep. numbers, too.
2: We got some skulls, I think, too.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah, crystal skulls. Little crystal There's skulls. There's a labradorite skull. Uh,
2: mid-sized ones. They're not little, little, but...
3: No, but they're not the big, full-sized skulls, either. Yeah, those get expensive. So much fun. I love gem and mineral shows. Yes. It's just so exciting. And then we got to see the phosphorescent rocks yep me and the kids while you were driving around back to pick up our load the whole load the whole load had to load up and uh our four-year-old is one of those kids that's very outward about her fear of the dark so before we went in i'm like you know they have to turn the lights off for a minute uh and then they're gonna turn on these like shortwave like purple lights so that the rocks will glow and she's like okay And usually the three-year-old is fine with these things, but those lights went out, and the three-year-old just started screaming. (laughs) I was like, it's only for a second. The purple lights are coming on. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Uh, So I had John in one arm, C in the other, and Rayla's like, wow, this is really cool. I was like, man, I am glad that you are old enough to appreciate things now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Or else I would just put her on my back. Little old me, carrying all these kids. But yeah, it was a good time. (laughs) Always a good time, and coming back in June, so you know, sell it all at the Block Fest and pick up more inventory. Hopefully, hopefully that's the plan. Well, that is the plan. Stan. Oh, cash,
0: baby!
2: That is the plan. Uh, you know what else is the plan? We like to start the show at the very top by thanking everybody who helps us put it together. You lovely bunch of bowlers. Uh, we always remind people what the uh what the first rule of. Being a smoker is... First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And that's what it means to be value for value. Uh, it means that we put it out there, and uh, you can try it before you buy it, essentially. Abel Kirby always liked to say, uh, play to pay, when he's talking about the music side of things. But what does it mean? It means uh, you can take it for a trip, a trial run, whatever. You can share it with your friends. You can spread it around the world. You can pass the bowl That's what we call it. And uh, if you deem that you got value out of the show then you can give that value back and uh, one of the easiest ways to quantify that value for most people of course is the way uh, the traditional treasure uh, value return and we got some people to thank for that this time around uh, the, the old paypal is kind of the uh, tried and true the old uh, the old method should say and we're still on it despite uh, despite what you might think you're not banned yet, you still have a PayPal. So you gotta love that. And we are taking a look here. Got a few people to thank. The easiest way to do a monthly recurring uh, is via that PayPal. And you can find it at the donate button, bullafterbull.com. And we did have some people set up some recurrings, which are very much appreciated. It kind of keeps the regular costs um, up to speed or up to task. It's, it's a great way to help out and to make sure that... Uh, you know the lights stay on and the servers stay connected and everything stays hosted. And we're gonna start off here with uh, Guzman of the Midwest.
3: Yeah, Guzman.
2: He threw Woo-hoo. in seven seventy seven. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A jackpot there. All cash, baby. We have uh, a recurring payment set up. A new recurring subscriber at ten dollars a month, and that is one bowler D G.
3: Oh, and a millennial.
2: And a millennial. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for reminding me. Millennial Media Offensive MMO dot show, where you can find their podcast. Another Tuesday podcast on before DH unplugged.
2: That's right, and that's our Missouri counterpart.
3: That's right. Other on the side other side of the state, of the Show Me State
2: in Saint Louis. Uh, thanks for thanks for reminding me because I am terrible with names. And then a lot of people have. Uh, Side names too. So I just, I always try to be extra careful and not dox people. So if you ever hear me go to initials and I didn't credit you right, uh, you can always email me, Spencer at bullafterbull.com, and I will get that corrected. But uh, thank you. Thank you, NA Millennial. Uh, appreciate it, Missouri brother.
5: Mitsuri!
2: We have a monthly Stone Nation came in. Our very own C Dubs.
3: C Dubs. Thank you. Thank
2: you, sir. It's good shit. And a brand new recurring payment from Circus Media.
3: Ah, oh, Circus Media, thank you.
2: At 11.11.
3: Ooh, I like those numbers. Oh, you
2: can join, by the way, uh, Millennial Media Offensive, hashtag MMO, I'm being told in the chat. So there's another chat to join. Oh, but yeah, Circus Media, he sent me a lovely uh, monthly donation note too. This is from Circus Media here in my inbox. Uh, he sent it to both of us, looks like, Spencer at bowl com and Lorian at bowl com. By the way, programming note uh, for the bowlers out there, I set up show at bowl com If you want to just send something to both of us and you don't want to remember, type our names uh, out. Nice. Even less letters, show at bowl after Uh That is up and running now, too. I even didn't test it, so someone oh. can test it for me. But uh, I'm sure it's working because... Everything about my email servers are flawless. Anyway, enough, uh, I'm to put it off long enough. This is, <laughs> this is from Circus Media. Uh, dear Spencer and Lorian, in the bowl, much love and thanks to you both. Been reflecting a lot lately on the past two years of this scamdemic and all the insanity of clown world. Boy, do we know that. Oh, the loss and struggle many have endured and overcome, and of course now the 100% preventable plight of the Ukrainian people, you know, some light soul-searching. Though I have no real ability to change the mass delusions or collective insanity driven by unseen forces and principalities, I can control where my energy, time, and value are directed and focus my intention and attention on bettering the world in my daily life. Still, in this maelstrom of madness, a bird needs a place to land and shake his slash her tail feathers from time to time, and that's where you come in. Bowl after bowl has been a relaxing refuge and source of inspiration in my journey of self actualization and pursuit of purpose. In other words, your show is valuable. It's time to return that value and make it stick. <laughs> I've begun a monthly eleven eleven donation and look forward to your continued work and successes. My best to you both and your wolf pack. And all the bowlers out there. Many blessings, Circus Media.
3: Aww. What
2: a sweetheart. Thank you
3: We love you, Circus Media.
2: Yes. I have this for you, too. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. Cheers. Spark one up for us.
3: Yeah, spark one up.
2: And uh, many blessings to you as well, sir. That was very sweet of you. Very sweet note. Absolutely charmed. We also had one come in tonight. Uh, from our very own Phoenix.
3: Ooh, Phoenix of the Lotus Podcast.
2: That's right, and uh, she leaves a note. Of course, uh, she says to the baby draft, still unsteady on his legs. Let's go for a run. I love you. Also, tune in to the Lotus Podcast live on Saturdays at five PM Eastern, two PM Pacific. We love the bowl and we love you guys. XOXO, Phoenix and Phone Boy.
3: Yeah, we love you guys.
2: Plus plus to the baby draft. Much love, Phoenix. Thank you. And that is our Paypals uh thank Very you everybody cool. for supporting. We also have some uh helipad pews come in, including just now from Carolyn Blaney but i'm gonna scroll back to where does it start? Where does it start We got an Able Kirby boost from farmer Todd, which we mentioned and then do 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 oh boobs forty two hundred sats
3: yeah booberry
2: Mr booberry oh shit yes, and uh. <laughs> He says, you're boosting, she's boosting, you're all boosting. Excited shit. <laughs> Just boosted myself a little while ago. We're cooking, baby. He got his node back on. Woohoo! Um Well, it's been on for a minute, but he got it. Uh, he got key send reinactivated or something. I don't know. Exactly the nitty and gritty details. Um, other than he, it works now. You can boost behind the schemes now. Sweet. And you can still, of course, listen on Moan Days after Hog Story. Uh, in the bowl 102 sats from Chad Farrow. Who was listening, by the way, to episode 81 that we did with Nick the Rat.
3: Oh, wow. Which
2: was a fantastic one. I noticed that this one, for some wild reason, punched in backslash U2605, uh, which is the unicode for the star that we usually use in huh. our uh, episode titles.
3: And it just shows up for the rest of them? You know,
2: usually the star shows up, but in this one, uh, we got the slash U unicode weirdness, so I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, C Dubs hit us with a... 3141 on episode 144 yesterday saying more pie for yeah. pie day. 3141, of course a pie donation. And uh also three one four sats from C Dubs again earlier today on the live from CurioCaster. Both those boosts, by the way, came in from CurioCaster. Sweet. Forty two sixty nine sats from Harvhat just a little bit ago on the oh, live right. as well.
3: Thanks, Harvhat.
2: And uh of course, if you've been listening for the past few weeks. You know that we have been going live via CurioCaster, so you can check us out and boost the live item in there. CurioCaster, so far, the only app supporting that. Uh, Some other apps should catch up. That's what I say.
5: This
1: is a new live son of a bitch.
2: Because we will shill your product on the show, uh, obviously, if it works in your app. Uh, CurioCaster stands alone right now, uh, although C-Dubs is to be given credit as well because he can also boost live shows with his product. Uh, Boost CLI, just where you can send boosts to podcasts uh, via the command line in your own node, your very own node. If you run your node, if you are your own bank, it's a great place to be right now. Uh, and then sixty nine, sixty nine just came in from Woohoo! the lovely Carolyn 69, Blaney.
5: 69, dude.
2: And uh, someone's going to have to uh, Satoshi's.stream pill me on how to get a split. For a guest spot to a Satoshi stream uh, situation, I think that they have the capability to do that now, but I'm not 100% sure. And I would like to find out. Because I'd like to give them a guest split for their upcoming appearance. You're going to have to tune in on... uh,
3: This Sunday.
2: Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
3: 8 p.m. Central, I think is what we're aiming for. That's
2: right. I'm I'm thinking it can be done, is my uh, summation. I don't know what the... Heck is going on in my window.
3: I don't either, but I love Carolyn Blaney. Oh yeah, and she said, "No, oh, I can't read the I can't read the helipad from there."
2: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I guess I should put it right here. That's perfect. She said, "Love both of you, bowlers. Looking forward to bowls with
3: buds." Yeah,
2: we're looking forward to it too. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you don't want to miss out on all the fun that we are all having, S- just slanging sats around on this new. Uh, podcasting 2.0 value ecosystem, new money, baby, money of the future, Bitcoin, talking about of course, and you can get in on the action by going to nudepodcastapps.com. Well, first you got to take all your clothes off and then you got to go to nudepodcastapps.com and pick a nude podcast app that supports the value tag. You'll see the filtrations on the top of the page. You can filter uh, by a bunch of different criteria. You want to click on the value one, and then I'll filter it down to all the ones that you can stream sats with. Nudepodcastapps.com. That's
3: right. All right. Shout out to Cold Acid for setting up that redirect. That's right. Cold Acid,
2: <laughs> the mad lad himself. Uh, so let me see. I'm just making sure that we did not miss anyone. We got him. 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 Uh, another way to send value is to contribute talent or time. Talent or time. Uh Love little jingles, little ISOs. Uh, In fact, I'm going to be talking in a little bit about a tool I'm working on to maybe make it even easier to submit stuff to the bowl or maybe some other of your favorite podcasts. Uh, But we love clips, we love ISOs, we love news, story ideas, and we also love interaction. You can hang out in the bowl. You're going to bowlafterbowl.com, clicking on that listen live. There's a link to our chat room. It's an IRC channel on the Zero Node IRC server, node.net, and we are hash bowl after bowl in there the bowl after bowl channel
3: pound bowl after bowl yeah
2: pound it pound that bowl gotta pound it (gasps) and
3: well every week we have a first time i ever topic to get people calling in sharing their stories or of course if you're voice shy you can send a text message um this week the topic is the first time i ever saw my partner naked that's and a, right. all you've got to do is pick up your phone and call eight one six six zero seven three six six
2: three and the play your That's
5: right.
2: That's the only number. That can get you into the bowl. Uh, all the numbers that you heard that aren't that number uh, are false bowl numbers, and they will not get you to the not get you to the bowl. Uh, all right, that that pretty much takes care of thanking people. And uh, we do want to remind you uh, if you've been mooching. Who are you, huh? Some third class mooch? Who are you? You can always correct that. Go on to bowlafterbowl.com and click and donate, or getting them nude podcast apps and pew 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 away and uh, we look forward to that and we thank everybody who keeps this thing rolling um it's great it's a great uh, community and a great feedback mechanism so uh, we really appreciate the love that we've uh, that we've been receiving and the value that we've been receiving and we turn that around and we put it right back into the show eh?
3: that's right
2: uh you know what else so we put it into the show what's that it's a little thing we like to call a-ting, a-ting,
3: cooking, on-chain,
2: off-chain, cocaine, shit-stain, on-chain, off-chain, go! Streaming booster grounds, make they really wanna build a no. That's right, a little on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit-stain. Word vomit for those in the know of lightning, bitcoin, etc. It's okay, you hang out in the bowl long enough, uh, more words start to make less sense and wild things start to make more sense and you get smarter and dumber at the same damn time. That's what we're here for. Uh, Wasabi. I don't know if anybody heard, but they're fucked now. Fucked. Yeah, Wasabi is one of the most popular uh, coin join wallets, uh, and a coin join is this uh, Bitcoin maneuver, right? So it's a transaction maneuver that's um, aimed at uh, essentially making payments a, a little bit more private. And the way it works is you've got. One guy who's trying to send a payment from one place to another place, and a bunch of other guys who are gonna come in and do what's called a join, and put in the same payment, uh, basically obscuring the payment. Uh, C Dub says collaborative transaction. So several people uh. get together, and they all make it look, you know, like this one payment went to a bunch of different places, and it's a little bit harder for chain analysis companies to track exactly which payment was uh, the the one that really moved from one place to another. Usually if you're a maker, you can put uh, some coin into it to help obscure this transaction, um, and then you'll get a little bit of a fee on the other end of it. Just a way to uh, keep your on-chain transaction a bit more private, a bit more obscure. It's kind of like, uh, you ever see Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where they do a distraction during a good heist and like, Twenty pizza men come in and they walk in and they walk around the room and they walk out and all of a sudden, whatever item they're supposed to steal has disappeared. A little bit, a little bit like that. A little bit like that.
3: Ah, classic misdirection.
2: Classic misdirection. Yeah, not like Wasabi Cloud. I'm talking about the Wasabi Wallet. Well, anyway, what's what? Why is Wasabi fucked? Why is Wasabi Wallet fucked? Well, um, they've announced that they're going to hire a chain analysis company. To censor or block certain uh, UXTOs, certain um, wallet addresses oh. uh, from performing coin joins within wall- uh, Wasabi Wallet. So you know, like, what's the fucking point at that point? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people not cool, pretty outraged about it, but uh, rightfully so. Not really a hundred percent clear yet on why that is. Obviously, some sort of a regulatory pressure or something somebody got a letter or a phone call or a lawyer up their asshole. Mm. And, um, the Wasabi founder is clearly not happy about it. Clearly making public statements, uh, saying they're not happy about it. Um, Servo rightly points out, obviously Russia has a lot to do with it. They don't want Russian transactions on there. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, I don't know if it's like, I've seen a lot of chats either leaking or intentionally out there, but, uh, Oh, they seem pissed about it, but they also seem like they feel that they have no choice or they feel like, you know, that there's nothing to do about it. So there's Boswabi Wallet for you.
3: Wah-wah. Too
2: bad. Too bad. Too bad. You I know. think
3: they should just shut it down then.
2: Yeah, you might as well stop. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But yeah. It's not my... Coinjoins aren't really my game. I've never actually participated in one anyway. So um, yeah, I didn't know. Who knows
3: what's going on behind the scenes over there. Right.
2: It's just uh, too bad, too bad. But if you are a heavy wasabi user, um, the future is unclear. Future is unclear for wasabi coin joins, so that's too bad. Uh, in happier news, though, been working on some BTC Pay server stuff.
3: Yeah, uh, you have.
2: I was stumped as a chump for a while on that, and now we've got it back up and working. Um, I don't have a button back. Uh, onto the website yet. I was playing with that, but just kind of ran out of time, as is, uh, as I am wont to do. Ran out of time, but then again, it's bull after bull, so there's always the next bull. And uh eventually, we're going to have that uh choose your own little payment uh, option on the website. And this time, you, you may remember in the past, we had a bit uh, BTC Pay server, and I used to run it on a Luna Node uh private virtual server or whatever. And, um, you know, I bought a year and then the you run out and that was that. So now uh, you can actually run that from your Raspiblitz Blitz or from your Umbral for that matter. And we're going to run this one from the Raspy Blitz and it's cool. We're setting up another uh, BTC pay server store for our event on the 24th, the Bitcoin block party. So That's right. You're going to put some of your in- inventory on there.
3: Yeah, hopefully most of it. Get off uh, third party apps that I've been using like Poshmark. Just start doing this.
2: Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I don't know. I I kind of feel like sort of like the PayPal thing where, you know,
3: leave the options open. Yeah,
2: you might as well have them, have all those doors open, but, you know. Just
3: a markup for Fiat. <laughs> a, yeah,
2: exactly. And just have yet another uh just yet, yet another way that the people can reach you, you know. Exactly. And so uh that'll be kind of what I'm working on. I also kind of teased earlier um a way I'm trying to Make it easier for producers to send in clips, ISOs, etc. to their favorite podcasts. And that tool is going to be the Clip Slit.
3: Clip Slit! So
2: I hope to be testing that by the end of next week. Uh, I'm going to have a uh, self-paced week coming up at the Coding Academy. Woohoo! At the uh, technical school. And so I'm going to use that week to just burn the candle at both ends on Clip Slit and on Cold Acids Painter Story. Oh, yeah. Which we've been looking at um, trying to skin up menus and get some pretty fonts and uh, colors going for that environment there, the Rin Pi environment. Uh, if you want to hear a really fun quasi-board meeting of Cold Acids Painter Story, that's kind of what the uh, last Ablecraft Craft that we did ended up being. Um, Abel Kirby and I did a sit-down and had Medus and Boobery, We're, uh, is on the writing team. Boobery's on the uh, art and design team.
3: That's right. And writing.
2: You were on art and writing. Yep. I'm doing
3: music and some music and some
2: web dev and some programming, perhaps, of the game itself. Uh, maybe some design, uh, UI design, I should say, specifically. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, all the cool kids are doing it. Old Acid, Abel Kirby, the Behind the Schemes boys, Lavish and Boobery, uh, Serpent and Serpent.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny the, the story. Twin, the Abel twin shared. snakes.
2: Yeah, Abel accidentally recruited a different Serpent instead of S-E-R-P-E-N-T. He sent it to S-I-R-P-E-N-T. Serpent
3: and Serpent.
2: Now they're both on board. Yeah. Also, of course, the Hogaroos, John and Carolyn. Who else is on that thing? Cotton Gin is a member.
3: Hell yeah. He's helping us program uh, the know, thing. You always put yourself into a bad spot when you start listing everyone involved. It's because true. You're going to feel like an asshole when you realize you forgot someone. It's true.
2: Uh, all the, uh, pour one out for the homies I forgot right here. Yeah. There we go. There they go. There they go, homies.
3: We love you all, and everyone's busting ass, and it's really cool to see these things come to fruition, just like Abel and the Wolf.
2: That's right. We're halfway done. We're halfway through the month. It is the Ides, So the temperature turns up and the, uh, the, Designing gets faster and more furious and more desperate. That's what I like. Yep. But essentially it's gonna be a uh a
3: visual novel. A visual
2: novel video game you can play, exactly. And we're gonna somehow incorporate this lightning uh value for value stuff into it, whether it's a wishing well or you know, we haven't really uh necessarily solidified that part of it yet, but uh it'll be a, another play to pay situation, another value for value product. Brought to you by all your friends here in the value for value weirdness.
3: That's right. It's so awesome this community and value for value lifestyle.
2: I just love uh, all the different use cases we're coming up with. Like, we we got to make more products that are value for value. I That's mean, right.
3: That we all win.
2: Everybody wins. There's no um, it's it's collaboration versus competition. Yes. Really, is what it comes down to. Like, do you want to collaborate or do you want to compete?
3: No, and I want to
2: collab collaboration just always makes a better product in the end, I think.
3: Yeah. Because there's, man, there's room at the table for everyone, you know? mm -hmm. Every single person brings something special and unique. Absolutely. That no one else has got. And you put it all together and get some beautiful masterpiece. I'm so excited to see the finished product.
2: I did enter a cocaine shit stain segment without mentioning, but uh, we're getting about 24.48 sats a dollar, according to our sats bot, as of right, meow. Oh. It's uh, slightly down from the start of the show. I saw it a little above twenty five hundred when I first came down here and pinged it. It was like uh, about an hour and a half ago. So
3: fire sale. Just but, kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, it
2: means the price is on the rise. When you're getting less sats for dollar, the price is on the rise. Oh shit! Yeah. But it's still kind of in there in that thirty eight to forty one range. It's been there for a while. It's a nice, nice price to grab. I've, I've enjoyed that price. Um, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that. Doesn't really jump up and down when it goes up. Because that means I'm getting less sats for my dollar. And I just want to get some sats. I want a lot of sats. Stack
3: them sats. I
2: want to stack them sats. And it's easier at lower prices, you know. Easy at lower prices. Huge jump at the start of the show, Cotton Gin says. Thanks, bowlers. Well, you know.
3: We like to drop it like it's hot.
2: That's right. uh, we always are putting the boost bait out there. Mm, that's
3: some tasty boost bait. It
2: definitely affects the price. We pump it. Uh, I don't want to pump it. I don't intend to pump it. I'd like to scoop them sats uh, as cheap as I can. But, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, according uh, to my notes, that is...
3: Still buy some sats, like, on the weekly. <laughs> that's right.
2: That's right. We like dollar-cost averaging, uh, which, if you're not aware of the dollar-cost average, basically it's a strategy where you just set a regular interval and a regular dollar amount and you just buy regularly at whatever price and you don't chase price and you don't buy at 39 and then see it go to 38 and panic and buy more. You just DCA, baby. And what does that mean? It means if you buy 50 bucks a week at the same time, uh, then when the number high, you buy less sats and when the number low, you buy more sats. And guess what? Over time, dollar cost averaging outperforms uh, price chasing. Where you're trying to buy low, sell high, and all that, hmm. and you don't have to worry. The yeah. worry goes away. I was
3: gonna say it's way less stressful.
2: Way less stressful because y- all you got to do is zoom out on the chart, and you go, "Holy crap! I bought all the dips. I also bought peaks, but I didn't buy as much. You know, it's perfect. Perfect, perfect."
3: Also, just a gentle reminder. I know I brought it up already, and you've brought it up too. But uh, the Kansas City Bitcoin Block Party would it's- love to see you there. Yes, we would. Abel Kirby's gonna be there. So you should be there. <laughs> it's April 24th. It's a Sunday. Uh, so I guess we'll be probably streaming the best podcast in the universe while we're there.
2: That's right. I also want to make a programming note here about uh, the block party itself because um, you rightly mentioned Abel Kirby will come out. We are going to have a table. Lorian will have a table for... Uh, Gems and goodies. Yes. Rock and rose. And... Uh, April Kirby and I will be tabling all things Podcasting 2.0, uh, Ablecraft, Able and the Wolf, Value for Value in general, so music streaming sats, uh, our video game streaming sats, all of that kind of stuff. And we would also be uh, willing and honored to include your Value for Value product if you are hearing this and want to be in. Uh, just send me an email, at bullafterbull.com and get in on it. Uh, we did have uh, our buddy Kyron down from the mere mortals podcast who boosted us. And he mentioned that he'd be honored to have mere mortals on the banner. So we're going to get a big banner oh, made for yeah. the table. And uh, he was asking if mere mortals could be a part of that, which of course, and I'll get in touch with him uh, personally about it. But uh, um, it is a good example of a value for value, product, the mere mortals podcast. And we'd like to include all of our value for value buddies on there. So we'll get in touch uh, with some certain people we will reach out to, but if you're streaming sats, uh, right now value for value, we'd like to have some kind of material for you, uh, f- you know, f- to promote your stuff at our table, and talk about all the different people doing this because it's a big group of folks, it's a big uh, community, and it's only growing. Uh, so I'd love to have a representation for you on our banner. It'll be a big banner, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Uh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. By the way. And I did want to mention Casey Bitcoiners. Uh, there's another KC uh, Bitcoin meetup. The next one is on the 22nd. That is a week from tonight. Uh, oh. Just before the bowl.
3: Oh, perfect. Then you can squeeze into the bowl after the Bitcoin meetup.
2: Yes. And it's right down the street on the plaza, so not any problem for me to get to. They're having another speaker.
3: Oh, the speaker ones are fun.
2: So... Bitcoin privacy with Samurai and Ronin Dojo. The speaker is uh, Guerra Moneta. I hope I didn't slaughter that.
3: Well, you rolled the R's, so that's a good it's start. A double
2: R, so it's Guerra, I think, Moneta. But yes, uh, he's going to be talking about privacy tips and best practices using private Android phones, Samurai Walla, and Ronin Dojo. Hmm. Uh, interesting Wasabi's not mentioned, so I wonder if they will talk about Wasabi... Yes, and uh, yes, I do know my difference between ere and ere. That's
3: why I said it was a good start. I don't think you butchered it.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying my best, man.
3: That's all you can do. In I'm but whole. a simple
2: gringo. What can I say? A lobo del Kansas City. Uh, yeah,
3: that's what I got. That's what oh, I got for my shit up stain. All the for shit stain? my stain. Yeah. All right. Cool. I clean my mirror. Yeah. Well, now I'm feeling fine. Australia is trying to clean up too. Oh yes. Of all those pesky Russians. Uh-oh. Yeah, they imposed 33 more sanctions against alleged Russian oligarchs this week. 33 is the magic number, so, uh, you know, they're just going to keep slapping down 33 at a time. Slapping? Yep. Putin's on the list, of course. Of course. Putin no travel to Australia. Not that I think he has any reason to want to go there, but Putin comes whatever. to the land of London. Uh So far, they have 460 sanctions that they've put into place. And like I said, you know, you only hear about them 33 at a time. So, they're so wonderful. Well, <laughs> I love this little uh, PR scheme going you gotta on. gotta love
2: it. You gotta this, love it.
3: They're hacking the narrative.
2: A press release every 33 sanctions.
3: Yep. Yep. And, and actually, uh, if you recall, in the last bowl when I had this story, because it, I believe it was last week with the 33 uh, that they had for last week, it was really 32. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they just used 33 for the not, the headline. love when they do that. You gotta love it. Now, across the pond in England, a cyclist made the mistake of driving his car and ended up getting caught with 33 bags of weed and 500 pounds in cash. Oh, my uh, gosh. He was pulled over for not wearing his seatbelt. Pretty much the stupidest reason to get pulled over I can think of. You know? Terrible. Just really, really going to pull me over for being an adult, not putting my seatbelt on. It
2: is horrible.
3: This is why we uh, separated from... England and the Queen. <laughs> no doubt. Um, That's but, not
2: a uh, pulloverable offense here. No, no. It's called a secondary offense or a secondary infraction or something like that. Like, you can get a ticket for that if you're pulled over for something else, but you can't, at least technically how it's supposed to work, is you're not supposed to be able to be pulled over just because you're not wearing a seatbelt, but,
3: uh, you know. Well, you can imagine how this went down. Cop walks up, license and registration. Smells good in here. I mean, smells like reefer. You mind getting out of the car? <laughs> Search the car just because he smelled weed. Because, duh, you smell weed. And, yeah, find those 33 bags. No bueno.
2: No, Should have rode the
3: bike that day.
2: That's not how to do it.
3: That's what killed me, is the headline calls the dude out for being a cyclist. I was like, damn. That's hurt, getting pulled over in your car, being a cyclist. Oh, well. Yeah. well.
2: Should have rode your bike, dog.
3: Should have rode your bike. And my third of the top 333 stories this week is that there was a brief 911 outage in Texas last Token Tuesday that affected 33 call centers in Tarrant Uh-oh. County? Uh oh. Yeah, for about 30 minutes, if you had to call that call dastardly number, there you would can't. Be... Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. There was no ringing, no dial tone, no nothing. And usually, if one is down, it just forwards and redirects the call onto another one. But they were all out of commission. No. So, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is the Dusty Man was in Fort Worth that day. Um, but they, t- you know, got a spokesperson, a spokeshole on the news to explain what happened. Her name was Abby, Abby, Abby Dudek.
2: okay, And
3: I got what she said. And I will play my clip.
2: Oh, OK. Yes, yes, your clip. Oh, yes. Uh, I should.
3: Give me the power to play my clip. Your clip. Clip enabled? Oh, yes. The tech team was working on an upgrade, and the system unfortunately went down. What? That's it. The tech team was working on an upgrade. Oh, All those, those dudes named Ben and Dude's named Bernadettes.
2: Pesky they, tech teams. They fucked it up. Yeah. With the upgrade. It was an upgrade, an update, a glitch. That's yeah. why his body
3: fell apart. How dare you upgrade
2: 911?
3: Yeah. <laughs> they the call centers. So, yeah. Huh. That's the story blame it on the tech team
2: that's an amazing story man that's That's cool as fuck
3: yeah you know what is cool as fuck though is not so many are uh not so many people are koofing yes anymore so then i don't have to read the koof after koof story
2: yeah which is nice
3: uh this week there were 33 new cases reported in nigeria and mahoning valley ohio and that was it for just like the throwing wow, the numbers out. Nice. I did see a headline that 33% of Malaysian children have received their first dose, which is a bummer. I don't like seeing that. Don't like reading that. Don't like seeing kids poked, but whatever. That's just my opinion, man. Just like my opinion. Uh, and then there was a story about it, totally unrelated, I'm sure, but uh, a woman in Texas had a heart attack and she's 33 years old. But. I'm sure that has nothing to do with goof or pokes or anything like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, probably, not, probably nothing to see there.
3: Yeah. But there's a lot to see behind the curtain. Oh, so, I
2: love it back here, dude.
3: Me too. So many updates today in the bowl. Did and I leave
2: my papers back here somewhere?
3: No, nah, I brought some down with me.
2: Oh, perfect. Because I so, think, yeah, last time we were back here, I, like, used the last one, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. But. All right. That's not the ones I brought down, but I <laughs> pulled them out of the curtain there yeah. oh look there's the happens. last one of those ones too magic man so standing akimbo this dispensary from colorado they've been trying to fight the irs uh and declare section 280e unconstitutional which of course does not allow dispensaries and other weed licensed folks to take the standard business deductions on their taxes <laughs> right total bullshit
2: yeah violation Um, as hell of the equal protection clause but okay now we're used to those
3: yeah they keep getting ignored and shut down and unfortunately the u.s court of appeals for the 10th circuit has declined to hear their case yeah so equal uh,
2: protection for everyone but stoners under the law that's what it should say equal protection and less weed then no then no protection No equal, you're a second-class citizen at best, third-class probably, you're just a shithead, you're a scumbag, we should take your bank account away, throw you in jail, put you in rehab, fuck with your kids, all that.
3: Well, I mean, it is a Schedule 1 controlled substance, federally illegal.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: And if you were a good slave, you would know that federal, Trump state... It's not racist, it's a fact! It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. No, it. But here we are. You know, they gotta just use the media to uh, rot people's brains and teach them the talking points, and you know, make them good sheep slaves. So here we are. Uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation is uh, proposing changes to their drug testing rules by allowing a saliva test as an alternative to the classic urine sample.
2: Oh, yay, hooray. Uh,
3: And, you know, allegedly this should result with fewer positive tests Mm. uh, for people who have used weed, used weed, have smoked some pot in the past few days. They're only looking for people who are high on the job, and they think that saliva will only give you that information.
2: You know, my feelings on this is kind of obvious, like, it's just kind of like all these extra bullshit laws to make sure you're not doing other stuff, like... There's extra laws to make sure you're not breaking other laws. Like, why don't you just look at the dude's job performance, you That's know? right. If he's doing his job, then he's doing his job. Fuck off. If he's not doing his job, then you need to talk about him not doing his job. Or her, sure. Or her. She could have a job, too. I'm not saying. It's just, uh, evaluate on the job itself. Yeah. Why you gotta go evaluating everybody's body chemistry and trying to speculate, oh, oh, let's play who's high today in the office. Like, everyone, everyone's high, even on a bare minimum of caffeine. Caffeine, that's right.
3: Maybe a little nicotine.
2: Maybe a little nicotine. Maybe people are prescribed SSRIs. Maybe people are prescribed uh, opiates. Maybe Maybe people have a weed card. Maybe people don't have a weed card and just smoke weed. Maybe it's none of your goddamn business either way. It just comes down to job performance did they do the tasks required for the job? It's good enough, dude, that's all. It's all you need to fucking worry about as an employer. You don't need to be digging into all this other bullshit. It's none of your goddamn business.
3: No, it should be based on performance, but this is the fed we're talking about, you know, right, US course. Department of Transportation. So, uh, just don't work for them.
2: Oh, cuz you can't <laughs> you can't drive after a joint that's like f- the most dangerous thing of all time.
3: That is the most frustrating propaganda ever, and it's making the rent they always spend their money on anti-weed commercials here in missouri it seems like too and like i saw a new one and it said something like your friend might tell you that they drive better when they're stoned but they're wrong and it could be dead wrong it's like dude
2: yeah i think i don't think most people drive better when they're stoned
3: i don't think most people drive good in general
2: though most people drive like shit and uh Out there right now, on 35, there's some guy driving, uh, getting his dick sucked, by the way. Oh, for sure. So, I don't know. It's not going to curb anybody doing anything. Again, this is another situation where if you fuck up and cause something, then you're, you know, then then you, then you have responsibility.
3: Right. Then maybe they can investigate into what's going on, why your performance is shit. But innocent until proven guilty, why do you have to go invading my, uh, me? Why you got to go invade my space, bro? Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, I think Sita was brought up in the chat. Good point. They can test for the COVID at the same time if they're doing the saliva test. You yeah. know, test you for all sorts of things. Anything, yeah. really. well,
2: they can, t- you know, they can database your DNA.
3: <laughs> oh, cripes. I didn't even think of it. that. Yeah. And of course they will.
2: They can database your DNA with a cheek swab.
3: Why wouldn't they? Huh. Well, here's another, uh well, grand story the department of veterans affairs is launching a new grants program on suicide prevention and in the language of the uh, announcement it specifically excludes marijuana oh
5: and boy. i quote
3: for example the use of grant funds to provide or coordinate the provision of marijuana to eligible individuals and their families will be prohibited as marijuana is currently illegal under federal law.
2: <laughs> we try to tell you bowlers for years.
3: No, nope, let's just put these vets on, uh, what are they doing now, you know? There's, like, some sort of, like, deep brain electrotherapy, ECT, uh, there's the magnet therapies, uh, ketamine coming out mm. as a, uh, you know... Trial. You can do that. Try it. But not the weed. No, weed bad. Weed bad because weed on bad book of federal law.
2: Because it's dangerous because it makes you feel good.
3: Big man say weed bad.
2: And it makes you uh, bad at remembering people's names, which is also very dangerous. Uh, (laughs) It makes you want to eat uh, unhealthy foods that are high in sodium, which is dangerous. Oh,
3: that's... That's propaganda. Uh, it
2: makes you. You can
3: eat an apple and feel good too.
2: P- uh, pretty horny sometimes, which also is dangerous because then you might, you know, have be starting to have sex with people.
3: All these things that TV definitely doesn't do uh, to people's brains. Yeah, it's just bad. There's a
2: lot of bad shit when it comes to weed, man. It's dangerous, don't you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, dangerous for these vulnerable vets in their PTSD and depression. Even though there's tons of clinical research going on on the use of uh, weed to help with PTSD and depression. But pay no attention to those. Nah, you know? just forget it. Yeah, forget about it. And in forget fact, it. We're not even going to talk about it. It's just gross that, like, vets who go to the VA can't even talk about medical cards with their healthcare providers, you know?
2: Yeah, it's a joke.
3: They can't even talk about it. It's not fair. This is a community I want to see well taken care of. Yeah. And pff, they're just kicked to the curb constantly.
2: Yeah, it's disgusting.
3: Disgusting. You know what else is disgusting?
2: I know what's not disgusting is uh, some boosters.
3: Oh, well,
2: Double Net Ned four hundred and twenty boosts. Hey,
3: yo, Master Net-Ned. Master Boost Bait. Hey,
2: and followed up with Master Bait Boost. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. 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 Thank you, Net Ned.
2: Yes, and then uh, four thousand two hundred from Fletcher, Woo. who says, "Let me pack your bowl, BB."
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Sunday.
2: Sunday, Sunday. Packing that bowl. Love it. Uh,
3: Value. So the dusty man in the White House talked to the Colombian president about, here's the wording, reducing illicit supply of drugs coming from Colombia. And uh, you know what that means. How can we take taxpayer money to prolong this war on drugs. Just keep it going. In fact, maybe bolster it. Sure. Put more money towards it. Uh, so, yeah, that happened.
2: You pay for overtime, pay for uh, some flame flowers, burn crops down, pay for helicopters, pay for infrared cameras, yes, pay for...
3: A big uh, announcement with the whole budget that passed here in America was that they're going to start seizing things from the air and the sea. You mm-hmm. know, not just on land if you're driving in a car now. No, you private plane. We might check you. Check your bags. Never know. I don't know how that works. I don't either. What do you expect me to do? Land right now? Land your plane. No. (laughs) I'm flying here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Comes in over the radio. Oh, we're going to need to check your bags. No.
2: Bitch, I'm not taking my shoes off. It's the whole reason you get a pilot's license, so you can keep your shoes on.
3: Also, yesterday, um,. The Dusty Man signed Senate Bill 854, the Methamphetamine Response Act of 2021. A well, year late, but you know it's 2021 to 2022, and Met- here's when it got signed.
2: <laughs> meth responses, I guess, are better late than never, right?
3: Well, it designates meth as an emerging drug threat, uh, which means <laughs> they're gonna throw a bunch of money towards stopping it. <clears throat> Yeah, you i know, bolstering the war on drugs still. And uh, it also directs the Office of National Drug Control Policy to implement a response plan within 90 days. So everyone's getting some padding in their pocketbook, you know, just a little extra money. Eh, right about how meth is bad and we need to arrest people. Okay.
2: Crystal meth, the brand new hotness. <laughs> like, shit's kind of been around, okay?
3: Seriously. Uh,
2: oh my god cool all right sure spend print money spend money rah 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 yeah
3: hey let's look at the prescriptions for all the amphetamines out there and come up with a response plan to that maybe stop putting little kids on it put the
2: meth down you need adderall you need ritalin but meth is bad for you (laughs) yeah get wrecked
3: because we didn't make it and it's not going the money is going to your local drug dealer and not the big guys
2: you need our meth our meth is safe and effective
3: Safe and effective. That's correct. Your
2: math is dangerous and will kill you. Our math is safe and effective.
3: Aye, aye, aye. Also, uh, you know the Russia, Russia, Russia making the new media change. Um, federal prosecutors have charged a quote Russian oligarch. That's what we're calling all the rich f- businessmen from Russia now. Um, with making illegal campaign contributions as part of an alleged scheme to get candidates here in america to help him obtain retail weed licenses uh so him and his friends (laughs) wired a million dollars through a series of bank accounts and then submitted them to the campaigns of candidates in the november 2018 elections in florida nevada texas new york and new jersey um hoping to secure their licenses with their big money but this man is believed to be in russia remaining at large and i say well good luck getting him yeah because we're not you know if everyone's just shutting down pathways to russia and just saying no to russia well then just i guess he got away
2: <laughs> guess so
3: just can't come here and run his uh <clears throat> weed businesses
2: net is now known as net meth
3: net meth
2: shock waves are sent through the rc world <laughs> oh my goodness
3: <laughs> put down that meth ned Well, people want to bring home good old shoe. I mean, Brittany Griner, the (laughs) WNBA star who is trapped in Russia for having a little weed oil on her person when she flew over there and has been there for like a year, I guess. No, no. It seems like she's been there for quite a while. Uh, Last week, like right after the bowl, they posted the first mugshot of her to make us think that she's alive and well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they Uh-oh. haven't they haven't posted pictures of her like the whole time that she's been in custody over there. So suddenly they do, and she's like holding up a piece of paper with her name on it or something. You know,
2: today's newspaper like, or something. It's like a,
3: fo- a cell phone photo, and then they publish it in the Russian media, and then our media, of course, ran with it. She's alive. She's facing maybe up to ten years in Russian prison. Wah wow Her lesbian wife is posting all these sad things on Instagram, and then those become stories, and then. Uh, Jen Psaki was asked To comment on it On this whole ordeal In the March 10th Media briefing And uh, well you might know what she's going to say But I'll play it for you anyway
6: Um, Two questions One I want to find out what's the latest On Brittany Breiner um, If you have an update And also what is the end goal When it comes to this situation For uh, the Biden administration The the uh, the end goal of the of of the war. Resolution for Brittany Grant in the midst of law of this. Well we have of course seen the reports. I cannot speak to the specifics of it because we do not have a privacy act waiver. But our objective is always to bring American citizens home who are detained. In foreign countries, so that will remain our focus, and that's what we'd like to see the end outcome to be. Is this Putin's bargaining chip? Is she Putin's bargaining chip? Again, I can't speak to the specifics of this case, April. I certainly understand why you're asking, uh, but our our focus right now on our uh, how we're going to bring an end to the conflict is to support and boost up the Ukrainians, uh, to support diplomatic uh, conversations, uh, and to pr- continue to provide a range of assistance in that in that light. Can't speak to specifically why she's detained. All of that, but, but the end result. Can you get into a little bit of the weeds, the minutia, as to what you're doing and how to bring her back? I cannot speak to that from here. Uh, we don't have a Privacy Act waiver. I, I would say again, but also for any American citizen held, we typically do not get into
3: specifics because that is not constructive to bringing people home. Oh, okay. Redirect.
2: See. Yeah, of course.
3: Keep it on point. With the current media talking points and just no answer.
2: I did uh hear what they're gonna do for the Ukrainian people.
3: Boost. <laughs> That's right. I don't
2: know if you caught that. But uh
3: I didn't. Good catch.
2: I think the Ukrainian people are calling Jensaki like Boost me, bitch. Clearly. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. And I guess that WNBA hasn't put up enough money to get Brittany Holmes. Nah. Oh, man, you should have boosted. <laughs> should have not got arrested when the media narrative was changing drastically. And then you're in Russia, who's the bad guy. So, like, sorry, you're stuck there. But I just, that is she Putin's bargaining trip question really tickled me. April riot. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hats her bringing everyone. it up also was tickling. But, yeah, you know, the state of American journalism. Here we are. And the uh, American politics. The clown show that we're all witnessing. It's a great time. It's a great time. Speaking of clown show, Alabama legalized fentanyl test strips this week to prevent overdoses because previously it was against the law, and it still is against the law in Alabama to sell, use, or possess drug paraphernalia to analyze or test illegal drugs besides the fentanyl ones now. Uh, the health department will be procuring them and selling them to the public for a reasonable cost of $1 to 350 a test and then of course folks can turn around and resell them to the junkies who actually need them for a higher margin and this is how the drug war keeps on the drug war keeps on rolling through but um georgia south carolina and north carolina are the only other states I saw that allow the use, sale, and distribution of the fentanyl test strips. Uh, But West Virginia just sent a bill to the governor uh, to decriminalize them. And he should have signed it by now, by this very bull. But, you know, maybe he won't. I'm I'm not a politician. I'm not going to pretend to read their minds. No doubt. (laughs) So I just think that's awful. Making a test strip illegal. You can't test... The chemicals in your house you can't you know the substances because they're illegal unless you're in a hospital then it's not illegal <laughs> of
2: course right it's another you know you've got to go through the cartel the right cartel
3: yeah the ones with badges
2: Hmm.
3: anyway uh <laughs> denver is copping out of the 2022 marijuana management symposium for the second year in a row in the name of covid which i thought was over Oh, right. They should have blamed Russia for not doing it this year.
2: Yeah, that would have made sense.
3: Yeah, that would have made nothing but sense.
2: They're working on it.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: well. They're working on it.
3: Well, some lawyers in Gwinnett County, Georgia, are working on it because they are suing the district attorney for uh raiding businesses who are selling Delta 8 THC products. Oh, no. They've been raided. In Georgia. In Georgia, yeah, um, and you know, of course, the lawsuit explains why Delta Eight is legal in Georgia because it's derived from hemp, making it a hemp product, and it also contains less than zero point three percent of Delta Nine THC, so it's legal. Right, but uh, no, no oh, businesses got raided, got their shit taken by the cartel, you know, and uh, now they need some legal defense. 50 state legal, so the guys tell me with a straight face every time. Yeah. Well, it kind of, there's part of me that's surprised, and I don't know why that when CBD became a thing, they weren't getting their asses rated all the time. You know, CBD just got ushered in. That's the accepted cannabinoid. Now, I know why, because it has no euphoric effects.
2: Yeah. You don't it feel. doesn't make you high or whatever. I just,
3: I'm getting kind of sick of the word high. Just feel good. I feel good. You know? High, It doesn't well, make I mean, you feel good. It means
2: up. <laughs> You know, I don't know why it had such a fucking bad connotation all of a sudden. It's not. At some point, you know?
3: Well, it shouldn't. But yeah, it's like. Up,
2: elevated, lifted.
3: Lifted. Yeah, so, you know, the war on Delta 8 rages on. And it's just so ridiculous that here we are isolating these cannabinoids to enjoy ourselves or to curb nausea, to use this plant for medicine in whatever way you choose to. We can't just have the whole plant. We have to go through these laboratory processes and isolate things out of it just to skirt around the law, find loopholes in the federal law under the hemp bill of 2018. Anyway, the state of things. Ugh. In Illinois, with the super case of all the license applicants who are uh, fighting to hopefully get their applications approved after it was found that the scoring made no sense and was all bullshit, just like every other state, it seems like, uh, the judge ordered the state to process four applications in this super case and upheld the state's decision to disqualify one. Um, And she also, the judge, announced plans to lift the stay that she had ordered so that the 60 announced licenses can finally be issued. Like almost a year later, these businesses can actually start doing business, even though I'm sure many of them have given up paying rent on the buildings they secured and have no staff that is waiting to start their job at this point because right you can't just, got awarded your license, you're ready to go, you have everything set, and then you're not able to make your money.
2: I know, it's like all this investment and then kaboom.
3: Investment for sure because, of course, there's a fee to apply for the license.
2: Non-refundable.
3: Yeah, like $50,000, you know? So many people may have taken out a loan or something just to do that step of it. I will. Um. Also, in Illinois, it looks like regulators have made a move to prohibit canna businesses from producing delta eight out of hemp and delta nine. Just don't do it. Don't don't isolate it out of the hemp. So we'll see how that goes. You know, it's just this slow roll to recriminalize the plant. I know. It's like <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, we see you have found a loophole. Okay. Let us shut okay.
2: That. Wait. We let you have this plant, but we didn't know this plant also was worth anything. We thought it was just a worthless plant.
3: Yeah. Hemp. It's just ropes material. We thought it was
2: just t-shirts and toilet paper, man. We thought it was just hempcrete, and that was it. No, you can't bring Delta 8 and Delta 10 out of it.
3: Stop! Stop! That might make you feel good. That might make you stop going to therapy and stop taking the SSRIs and the drugs that we make money on. Oh, no.
2: Can't have that. Can't. It would ruin the whole system.
3: Yeah. The whole scheme would just fall apart. That's right. In Maryland, a law clerk was cleared to write an article for a law journal about medical pot protections. Um, The judge brought this to the ethics committee when the clerk said, hey, I'm going to write this thing um, because it was advocating for more patient protections. It was an opinionated piece with facts, of course, Um, you know employees are protected for their p- other prescribed drugs from for doctors you know from doctors so why not prescribe pot what makes it different all right the federal schedule one
2: exactly. classification.
3: <laughs> but regardless this clerk wanted to write this article the judge is running for re-election didn't want to get into any uh hot water over it so brought it to the ethics committee and uh their decision was that's fine. They can write the article because you're an American citizen. You're allowed to be political and active in politics. Just don't disclose the court that you work at. And also don't disclose the judge's opinion, which I think is fair. Yeah, you no reason to write about those things anyway. Makes sense. In an right? article for a law journal. Are we stopping for boosts?
2: Yeah, yeah. actually should have uh, hit refresh on the PayPal's as I uh, entered that segment because there was a last minute one, but this boost is from Quirk S.
3: Quick S. Yeah.
2: And she says, Yodels, bowlerinos. You should have seen a PayPal donation. My fault. Uh, From me, come through over an hour ago. Hope it arrives soon. Listening in live and loving the drive tonight. Congrats on smartly trading up to toaster oven living. Very smart move. I've been using a toaster oven instead of nuke machines for many years and it's far better to cook and bake with. Great fiery show tonight. Keep it sparked. The cool thing about this uh, toaster oven thingy we got is it has rotisserie and... um, it also has this, like, top part with a lid that can be a grill, griddle, or steamer, any of those things. So it's very versatile, man. Very versatile. But yeah, she did also send in a 1369 on PayPal. Ooh!
3: 69! 69. Yeah, 69. I
2: didn't choke it, right? Thanks, I Quirk think be, You better on the timing of that choke. Uh, she, her note on PayPal is, I'm ever so happily surfing those blissful green waves, ebbs and flows, along with you awesome... St- stony howling wolves and I feel mighty fortunate and blessed to be doing so. Love you too on a real level and I thank you for being such great doodery oh Aw,
3: we love you Quirkass.
2: Much love Quirkass, yes. And sorry I didn't see that sooner.
3: So, behind the curtain I still got more weed news and I hate talking about Witchy Whitmer but oh, the pot uh-oh. came up this week in the defense, from the defense of uh, these dudes who were allegedly plotting to kidnap her, right? Uh-oh. Well, I they were just, these suspects were just stoned crazy talkers. Last Wednesday, the defense lawyer argued that the suspects charged with plotting to kidnap the governor were stoners who got so high they talked about attaching Witchy Whitmer to a kite, flying her <laughs> over a lake, barking in the woods to get her to come out of her house, or playing loud music at night to get her attention. Yeah, sounds real dangerous. Um, Of course, the FBI set the suspects up with an undercover informant who went and got high with them and partook in these conversations. Oh my God. Uh, But I'm calling bullshit right there and that the whole thing should be thrown out because I don't believe as an undercover informant you can break federal law and smoking pot is breaking federal law. Oh, those fuckers are allowed to do
2: anything they want. That's the fucked up part of this. The FBI, dude. The FBI is some of the greasiest, grimiest, go-for-guts motherfuckers out there, dude. They will do any kind of illegal, shady shit. They will commit a hundred crimes in order to get somebody else to commit one crime. Or to even say they're going to want to someday commit one crime. And then they'll throw you in the fucking federal pen over it for decades. It's the most insane (laughs) shit.
3: And I don't have much uh, faith in the judicial system that you know, they'll be called out for it either. Of course
2: not. No. Upstanding federal agents. They wouldn't do anything bad.
3: So this they're just trying to, to get the
2: bad guys. That's why they're breaking all those laws, because this guy's a criminal. <laughs> it's a fucking clown show, dude.
3: It sounds like all of their evidence is just silly things like that. Silly stoned conversations, for the most part, in that they had a bunch of opportunities to shut down the investigation, but didn't, because they were hellbent to make a case against these guys who, they had a, the, like a group name the Wolverine Watchmen.
2: Oh, great.
3: <laughs> and uh, it looks like... No
2: girls allowed. It le- <laughs> couch, couch pillow fort.
3: It looks like the alleged ringleader of this whole operation, I don't even want to call it an operation, this friend group, the like main guy that they were targeting... A street
2: uh, gang. Got, Clearly it's no, a street no. gang. No, it's, <laughs> it's like... It's a terrorist group. I'm pretty
3: sure it's a face bag page, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it looks like the target came on his back when he badmouthed the FBI on their FaceBag page. Ah, that's
2: always how it happens. Get I off for, the, for the record, back. I love the FBI. They're so fucking cool. I want to, you know, be recruited one day into the FBI. It'd be a great fucking place to work. I'm sure everyone there is wonderful. Fucking joke.
3: Anyway, another uh, guy in their group badmouthed Whitmer on FaceBag, and I think those comments were brought to court <laughs> to be used against him, so... Fuck Facebook. Get off of there. Get off of that shit. It's toxic. Yeah, it's not good no for shit. you. Start a podcast.
2: <laughs> what are you going to do on Facebook? There's only two fucking options Post now Post pictures to do on for Facebook. your elderly
3: family to enjoy. You can,
2: you can bleat like a sheep and do the sheep thing. Or you can go against that and get the hammer on you. On one way or the other way or the other way. Either get your thing shut down or whatever. Or... Get negative attention from these fucking leeches, dude. Why even fuck around over there, dude? There's literally nothing to gain. Ugh, even if you're like this business person and you do all this business, supposedly, like just get a good
3: goddamn website. Have your own fucking website. Fuck a Facebook
2: page, man. Just get a good fucking website.
3: Yeah, don't be a useful idiot. NetNed dropping some uh, details. In the bowl, he said that the FBI informant bounced his wife's head off the nightstand last year after she wasn't into a swingers party they attended. And he would have kept doing so, but apparently she got a hold of his balls and called the cops. So he was charged with that. Sounds like a nice guy. Stand up, man. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know.
2: That's not what the headbangers ball is all about. Let me just tell you.
3: Oh, hell no. Uh, The FBI... uh, if they did what they were supposed to do, they were put there to protect people, I think. Uh, not catch people who say stupid stuff when no, they're they high. were put there to and, blackmail
2: political enemies, man, uh, from the very start, J. Edgar.
3: We have freedom of speech in this country, I believe. Supposed to. And there was no plan to kidnap this lady. Just bad badmouthing. Just tie her to a kite. Is that a plan? Tie her
2: to a kite. Is that a plan? <laughs> no, I don't
3: think so. And then there was certainly no action taken towards... This alleged kidnapping. They didn't so, even
2: buy a kite?
3: No, I don't believe they did. I they mean, didn't buy a I shoest- don't know they <laughs> might have had one in their house already.
2: Shoelaces and a kite, man. These guys were planning it. but Imminently.
3: N- no plan, no action. I'm calling entrapment.
2: Operation Kite the Governor was going down, dude. It's a real thing. Super dangerous.
3: Just entrapment here that we're dealing with. And they had two informants who were booted from the case, so uh, they, of course, already made pleas and agreed to testify against the others. Uh, but you know, who wasn't? Who who isn't mad at politicians? There's no representation in this country. We're just at the mercy of the media narrative and the bleeding sheep will go along with it. So I do. I did see though that um, <laughs> on another fuck face bag point, and I don't understand why people do this. Um one of the guys in the group made a video that he posted to bag that they used in court as evidence where he discussed um firing the first shot at politicians to take them all down, you know.
2: No oh boy. And
3: I, that's just not smart.
2: No, you can't don't do that on Facebook, man.
3: Don't do it. <laughs> just get it up.
2: Get a podcast and say it on there where nobody will hear it. <laughs> Come on. Don't put it on Facebook.
3: Come on, don't put anything on Facebook. Come on, people. Yeah, so the testimony is uh, set to continue, Uh, but just, uh, just all bad. You know, you gotta have a little bit of self awareness in this world. Yeah, well, um, (laughs) you just don't want that target on your back like that. You know what I mean?
2: I honestly, there's things that can
3: go unsaid. We all
2: selfishly, personally, I'm just glad there's guys out there. You know.
3: Yeah, it's like it's like when you see the person driving that has Pothead as their license plate, Exactly. Right?
2: It's exactly the same thing I'm talking about, where, uh... Yeah, you, you don't have to... You see them on the
3: road, and you just feel way safer.
2: You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the slowest guy running from the bear. Right. That's all you need. It's fine.
3: Uh, St. Louis County voted to end pre-screening and random drug tests to protect medical weed patients. Um, and, of course public safety employees will be exempt from that because, you know, can't drive or whatever. Of course. On pot. (laughs) Yes. Um, But that's cool. I thought that was maybe like a step in the right direction after all. It's a
1: step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after
3: all. Oh, goody. I say fuck jobs that would require random drug tests anyway. Not into that. Yeah. Not into that. Probably don't want to work for an asshole like that. I've
2: peed one time in my life for a drug test. One time ever. Oh, yeah? One time ever, yeah. I made one exception mm. for Harold because well, he's a good guy.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well. I even told him, I
2: was like, you know, I've never done this for anyone, but I'll pee in a cup for
3: you. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a better man than me because I'm not a man at all. I'm a woman.
7: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's just like. uh your opinion man
3: That's not an opinion it's a fact It's not racist it's a fact
2: All right yeah fact check true
3: Yes Uh there's a man though whose opinion has been silenced NJ Weedman <laughs> oh, New Jersey Weedman man. Uh, doesn't have the standing to challenge the constitutionality of the state's voter approved legislation Now imagine if you lived in South Dakota Totally different story, you know? <laughs> oh, the voters approve this thing, and it, it goes against federal law, so you're good to <laughs> argue against that here. In fact, we encourage that. We would like to overturn the will of the people it's in a, this state.
2: Such a big, massive rig job.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 sad, because I see where he's coming from. Uh, you know, just another illegal cartel being formed right in front of us. Um, but, hey, he is... Selling weed across from City Hall, so jobless.
2: Jobless.
3: Doing the Lord's work over Sticking there. Sticking it to him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in Oregon, the governor signed a bill allowing the Department of Agriculture to refuse hemp grower licenses uh, based on supply and demand. Thought that was interesting.
2: That is interesting.
3: Very interesting.
2: Seems vague and fuck withable, but definitely
3: okay. fuck withable. Yeah. Like uh, I guess that there wasn't a cap on hemp grower licenses which also alarm I was like wow that's that would have been neat if you had been able to keep a free market for growing hemp supply and
2: command Supply and command
3: <laughs> and Pennsylvania a company in Pennsylvania became the first in the United States to grow weed legally for medical research all right wow the first you know private business company because of course the university of mississippi has been growing shit weed since 1968 for the dea Mm -hmm. um but yeah this company groff north america of york county was one of four companies in this great nation to win dea approval last spring um so dea
2: approval (laughs) must
1: be
7: fucking nice must be fucking nice
3: yeah and then dig this the process that they go through so they grow the weed. They have to turn it over to the DEA. Then they have to buy it back from the DEA and sell it to them. This is, they claim a formality under the UN... Some 1961 uh, treaty to prevent drug abuse. So we have <laughs> so to stupid. give it to you, buy it from you, and then get our money back by selling it to you. I'm sorry, that seems like a setup. That seems like seems entrapment.
2: Like a <laughs> either entrapment or money laundering or maybe a combination or get you on the front end of the back end, the, the side end at the end. end.
3: It's called bending you over the barrel and showing you the 50 states, that's for sure.
2: It's like, you can't do coin joins unless you're the Fed. You can't do anything unless you're the Fed.
3: Yeah, must be fucking nice. Can't
2: smoke meth naked on the Capitol lawn unless you're Fed. Yep. Fucking dickweeds, dude.
3: And then, uh this was a nice little quote on there uh, from their founder and chief medical officer Dr. Stephen Groff we see a number of opportunities to provide revenue and then ultimately our long term play is to be a pharmaceutical manufacturer of a number of cannabis based drugs Mm. don't you love that just making pills out of weed (laughs) like we don't need this reminds me a lot of another plant that was out there once long ago what was it oh poppies right like But there's this plant, and it produces this stuff that's like good medicine for people. Now, we can take that, and we can step on it and make a bunch of money from it and make people sick so that they have to buy more from us to get better, or at least so that they think they're better. Just gross. Value. Ugh. Yeah. Not the kind of value I'm looking for. That's (laughs) for sure. Um, One of the early projects that they teased about in this interview was um, looking at cannabinoids to treat MRSA of course that the skin infection Ooh. is right so yeah we'll see I mean I'm sure you could just like <laughs> rub some resin on it and it would be maybe helpful but we can't just try simple solutions like no, that we have to go straight to that sounds uh,
2: like a natural remedy at yeah. best you're gonna have to try three pharmaceutical options that fail before you're allowed to do that
3: that's right. It has
2: to be intractable. They made up a whole word. Oh, that's for right. <laughs> it. They made up a whole word called intractable. Intractable
3: epilepsy just to get CBD. And you had to try, yeah, you're right, three pills. Yeah. You got to buy you three, three gotta, medications. You
2: got to have three pharma products that don't work. Before you're allowed to try a natural remedy.
3: And a lot of those patients that were being written about were children. Mm -hmm. And just bringing them through the rigmarole of hospitalization and testing and poking and prodding and pills and intravenous medications. And then like, oh, here's this uh, gummy that has weed and (laughs) CBD in it. And then, oh, they don't have seizures. Wow. (laughs) Would you look at that?
2: Would you just look at it?
3: Oh, well. Uh, there was a claim from a representative in Texas that, and damn it, I should have clipped it because I listened to him, but boy, this guy is terrible at reading his own writing. Uh, and it was painful to listen to, um, but Representative Kevin Brady of Texas claimed that a Montgomery County sheriff told him about seizures of fentanyl-laced marijuana. His words, not mine, and he didn't go into any details, uh, there will be a link to the video in the show notes if you want to listen to him struggle to read what he wrote. Uh, heard yeah. it
2: from a friend who heard it from a
3: friend who it heard it from another. You've been spiking my weed. It just doesn't make any sense, and there's been a lot of allegations of this and no proof to back it up. So
2: yeah, well, it makes a uh, very little sense from both an economic standpoint. And a drug culture standpoint. But, you know, what are you going to do?
3: Well, the same people who are saying Russia, Russia, Russia will probably be saying fentanyl-laced weed. You know, that's what it does. Of course. <clears throat> and finally, in South Dakota, Christy Noem signed a bunch of bills again this week. You know how it goes. They just show up on her desk and she puts her John Hancock on them. One of them was Senate Bill 24, which limits medical patients... To home growing two flowering and two non-flowering plants. Total bullshit because the voters the voters and (laughs) what the voters passed was already bad. Yeah. They limited it to three and three. And so the Senate, you know, someone in the Senate filed a bill and the Senate passed it with keeping three and three. It's the will of the voters. Sure. The House filed a bill. Or representative, of course, filed the bill and passed it. That would prohibit homegrow entirely.
2: And so they met in the
3: middle here with two and two. Fucking compromise two and and two.
2: That's the stupidest shit on all of all time.
3: It's bad. It's really bad. Homegrow is essential for patients.
2: And two plants is fucking wrecked. Yeah, two plants. You're not even gonna get your yield at that point. No, I know. You know, six, we have six here at three stages. So you can have six uh, cuttings, six, you know, uh, veg, and six flower. Six at each of the three stages.
3: Yeah, so 18 theirs is, total. Theirs
2: is two and two, and it <laughs> just says mature and immature, right?
3: Yeah, well, and then so, they stipulated a flowering, non-flowering, so.
2: uh flowering and non-flowering, right. So yeah. so even the clippings, what, are counted it's as Non-flowering. Plants? So there's your two. So you go in with a pair of scissors and become instantly over your oh, limit. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. One weed
3: over these the line. people don't know
2: anything about how plants grow.
3: Clearly. And it's two insane. plants.
2: I mean, the time it takes plants to grow, it takes like, you know, two and a half, three months to get a plant through its full life cycle.
3: Yeah, and what do you do in the meantime? And two mm-hmm. plants,
2: you know, depending on how you grow it, these are just medical patients. You might not be like, genius muscle mass grower type people you know yeah so what are you gonna get your yield maybe fucking a couple ounces for you know months of work yeah yeah i I mean, know. I mean hopefully you get up to a qp off of that but you still for, for, the, for like two and a half three months two and a half three months dude sick. it means you have the, it means you need a zero percent failure rate just to meet your bare minimum for your medicine it's fucking ludicrous.
3: What makes me angry about this is the politicians coming out of the woodwork saying, well, at least we protected four plants. You know, at least at least we kept yeah, homegrown. You protect shit. You assholes. The voters passed a certain language and it, they're just totally disrespected. Yeah, do- the will of the voters mean nothing in South Dakota, clearly. This is
2: a big compromise to, like, <laughs> take the will of the voters and slash it. And then say, oh, we'll all be compromised. Kiss my dick.
3: Yeah, that's not how the vote's supposed to work. What we say goes.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be they work for us, but we know what the fucking jig is, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, other bills she signed. uh, One makes doctor recommendations expire after a year so patients will have to renew not only their license, but get a new (laughs) recommendation, meaning going back to the doctor and having to pay that visit fee and probably get other prescriptions. All cash, baby pokes and lab work, all those costs associated with being a part of the machine of Western medicine. Um, The next one she signed, let's see patient and recommending physician data can be turned over to state officials for investigation. Ah, yes. And the department of health must submit annual reports to legislature on the safety of medical weed and such.
2: That's irritating.
3: Yep. Uh, She signed another bill along with that, uh, that says the data included um, for patients, will be name, address, phone number, and card number. Um, There was another one, redefining the bona fide patient-practitioner relationship. Always bad when we're changing definitions, I would say. Uh, And finally, the department can deny renewals of licenses if false information is provided, if the card was previously revoked, which, I mean, revoking a medical card? I hadn't heard of that. Um, if the patient doesn't meet the requirements and if they file incorrectly and don't have like the fee to file for their card <laughs> or the correct material or information, yeah. so just uh you know adding some barriers to becoming a patient at all.
2: Here's a hint why fucking bother?
3: Yeah, I don't see a point um no.
2: it would probably. All the hell they're going to give you in that state, it would probably be easier just to move to Colorado. If you really <laughs> yeah. have to be a fucking on-the-books patient.
3: I'm sure most of the patients already have. Yeah. There are a lot of refugees going to rec states and medical states where it's not such a problem.
2: There's plenty of better systems than that piece of shit, for <sighs> sure.
3: Yeah. uh, In Virginia. And by the way, if
2: you can't just up and, and uproot, like just, just find some weed. Right. It's out there.
3: It always has been.
2: It <laughs> weeds around, dog.
3: Always will be. Yeah. Uh, in Virginia, the lawmakers sent the governor a bill to ban Delta Eight, so we'll see if that gets signed. And my final story for the behind the curtain roundup is that the Canadian Supreme Court will be examining the constitutionality of Quebec's homegirl ban. It was declared unconstitutional in 2019 by the province's superior court because it strayed from. Federal jurisdiction, but the decision was overturned last year. So Ooh. there's no hearing date yet. But uh I hope that they protect the home grow because that's some bull.
2: That is some bull, bull hokey. That's what I say.
3: Bull hokey, yeah. You heard it here.
2: Yeah, that's bull right. Bull hokey, Bull-okey, smahokey. That's what I'm calling.
3: Well, it's a great, uh, great
2: curtain segment, baby. Thanks. There's a lot going on. Oh yeah. You know? And uh, we must keep abreast of the situation. That's right. Uh, also, our callers must keep abreast of the first time I ever topic. It does rotate in rotation. And when it rotates, I try to keep it current by updating uh, the chat topic. So you should be able to go into the bowl, the IRC chat, and see the topic. This week I failed and I up, uh, updated it yesterday.
3: Oh, womp womp. Yes. I'll try to remind you post-show.
2: I try. People in the chat try. Sometimes, you know, we we all forget late on Tuesday night. We know how it goes. So, yeah. Yeah, you get behind uh, the curtain and... Whew. Never really know what's going to go down.
3: But yeah, we're talking about
2: the first time we ever saw our partner naked. And uh, we're talking about it in the voicemail at 816-607-3663. And we're also talking about it in the text line. You can text, you can send pictures uh, to help us kind of further fully visualize. Yeah. The first time, you know, you saw your partner naked. Kind send
3: of... your stick pics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Send your dick pigs. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I said stick this time. <laughs> I heard
2: you. I heard you. And the board heard you. And the voicemail heard yes. this caller.
3: Nudes always accepted.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Whoa. Hello, bowlers. Hey, um, Whoa. In the bowl. Boy.
4: And, uh, yeah, the first, uh, first time I ever saw my partner naked, well, you know, I will say there was a lot of anticipation. You might say I was wet with anticipation. Ooh. Um, and, uh, it was, um, truly a magical moment. Um, I was quite inspired, I guess you could say, given that, well, the resulting, uh, lovemaking session was, uh, well, three hours. What? I guess, uh, that's a, that's a thing. Hey, Damn. I didn't even know that was possible, but. Oh, yeah. Hey, what can I tell you, baby? In the
7: bowl. I'm gonna come
2: Very nice In the bowl In the bowl Cheers phone boy Three hour The three hour tour As they said on the island They said on the island People are always uh, Making older references And then be like Oh my I won't know What that is <laughs> And it's like I've never really It's never hit me
3: Oh yeah Every time Any someone says that It's always something I do know what it is too And that's why I'm like oh. I always just look at you i like a rotary
2: dial, but the millennium won't know what
3: that is. Right. <laughs> a floppy disk, but the millennium won't know what that is. <laughs> dial tone. They dial, don't know oh,
2: the dial tone. The dial tone is still going on. Phones
3: had cords. Wow. Yeah, I used them all the time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember three-hour tours. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh this nice next colour.
2: This next caller might remember a lot.
3: So,
0: the F for this week being the first time I ever saw my partner naked. Oh, yes. Well, I can remember I was really nervous and it was beyond anything I could have ever imagined. The Oh, my God. Oh, my I, God. I've never seen a, a more beautiful body in, in my life. And Oh, my God. Yeah, what God blessed my partner with is just magnificent. I, I got I never lucky this I thought I would time. enjoy seeing that particular thing so much in my whole life. Woo! I felt like a teenager again and it was amazing and wonderful and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Every horrible bad thing that's happened to me I would endure a hundred times over for one minute with my partner. So yeah, much fun was had that evening and I'm so blessed and I just love all you bowlers and uh,
3: in the bowl, y'all. Phoenix out.
2: Oh, my God. Phoenix is out.
3: In the bowl, princess. We love you.
2: Much love, much love. Ooh, there's a follow-up. There's a follow-up. Ooh. You know the style. It's going to come in.
3: A kiss so long awaited,
0: a touch like none before. Caution to the wind negated, a love forevermore. The days drag on, and yet our love grows stronger every breath. Until the day we say the words, I take you until death. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number in the bowl.
2: In the bowl, yo. I'd say get a room, but it sounds like you already did. Cheers. Yeah,
3: cheers. Ho, yo, 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 yo,
2: yo, 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 <laughs> Crazy kids in the voice of line. All running around like uh,
3: Don't you want to see me naked Yes <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that squeal of a voice Oh
1: shit yes
3: Oh shit yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm The
1: so- truth it can be a drug
3: Hell yeah Just throwing this out there for someone looking for a project A value for value Poetry site would be pretty cool Ooh, Pretty cool yeah. Just throwing it out there my to-do list is already on the floor. Oh my good so god! So, don't even mention I'm to-do do list. I'm picking up a pen for this. But uh, when
2: clip slip gets done, it's the reason I picked it for the first one is because it can kind of be, uh, I don't know, a little bit, uh, a little bit stepchildy. You know, a little bit of, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, man. Like the first one, you know, is not always going to be like the polished whoopity doopity.
3: Oh yeah, no. and
2: you can like learn and make mistakes and stuff. So like something like the clip slip is gonna be, like, I'm not saying that it, it doesn't have to work or anything, you know, but it's it's a good jumping off point, and then other functionality will be the rest of my to-do list need like that, plus more, and I think that finishing that out, I will have a lot of other to-do projects already coded in that project, you know?
3: Gotcha. And be
2: able to replicate more things and just put extra stuff here or there, or change it, like, slightly. Yeah. Like the Bull After Bull website, for instance, like,
3: Oh, I can't wait till that gets a facelift. Oh, me too, man, me too.
2: It's gonna be... So good! So good.
3: So good!
2: So good. So good like uh, this next is so good. Oh, boy, man, it's a, it's a Tuesday.
1: And, uh, I don't know, kind of feels like a Wednesday. But, uh, it's Tuesday, because, you know, it's bowl after bowl.
5: Yep. And Ooh.
1: that's how it works. Unless it's bowl with the buds, and then it's different. But, you know, it's <laughs> s- s- somat- thematic that uh, I can't say that word. He's got He's got a, he's got a damn it. but You know, that word. Anyway.
2: schedule. Uh,
1: yeah. So, uh, hi, Spencer. Hi, ha, ha, ha DeLorean. Hello. DeLorean. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. it's
2: uh, Crusher Battle, here. What are you guys up to? Oh, you know, chilling in the hall.
1: Yeah, duh. Podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway. Podcast. So, uh, the first time I saw my partner naked, uh, she was my wife because we got married that day well technically the day prior because
5: it was the, morning
1: by the time got back to the hotel so anyway yeah uh that's the story it, it, it was fantastic but uh you know don't want to details but you know yeah so happy about that still great still groovy I, well, I love the gas and uh Adios. Stay dangerous and.
3: Did you see her breasts?
2: I think you did. I think so. Pretty sure.
3: Summed it up in a word fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh There was a great transcription fail of uh, Lori in the Lower End.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh
2: my. Which, uh, which is just hilarious. For like, I think that's multifaceted. It is. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. There There is a lot going on there.
3: Probably a lot going on with the next caller too.
2: Oh yeah. Only one way to find out though.
3: Oh yeah.
7: There you go. That was my sexy ass wife,
1: Lisa, blueberry punch. Is what she was smoking. So, this is the Market Surfer. I just wanted to say, let's get this bowl started. Peace. Enjoy
2: your bowls, guys.
3: Hell Hell yeah. yeah. Peace, Market Surfer. And literally, Lisa. Yeah. Hell yeah, they hit it.
2: Uh, Puff, puff, pass. That's what they were doing. There it is. Puff, puff, passing. Puff, puff, pass. I love that ISO. (laughs) I just, uh, I need to use it more.
3: Hell yeah. Dude, Market Surfer just slams and jams on the no agenda tube. I know, man. He cranks them out. He got a shout-out last Sunday. Did you hear that? I did.
2: That's very cool, man. Very cool. The Market Surfer on uh, No Agenda Tube. Check him out. Check him out. Ooh, we had a follow-up.
1: This is me trying to fix my fuck up. So that was my wife hitting Blueberry Punch. This is the Market Surfer. Enjoy bowl
2: after bowl. Oh, Blueberry Punch. Blueberry Punch. Sounds if, good. If uh, if I cloned a, or whatever, if I bred a strain, I think we'd have to call it. Smash!
3: Oh, hell yeah.
2: Blueberry Punch just reminded me of Missouri Smash.
3: Yep. <laughs> <sorry>. Missouri Smash. <laughs> um, That's the one.
2: He had a good one at the very end of this one, which was Enjoyable Guy.
3: Enjoyable Guy. Uh, Nothing but Enjoyable Guys in the bowl.
2: Trying well, yeah, to. I'm wondering if you uh, remember when you first saw your partner naked.
3: I might. I do. (laughs) Vividly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, yes. (laughs) I know. I was wondering if you might remember the first time you saw your partner make it naked. Make it naked. (laughs) I
2: remember seeing her make it naked. No doubt.
3: I think we might have the same story. I
2: think so, probably.
3: It was after a cannabis (laughs) revival. Oh, boy. Getting hot just thinking about this. <laughs> oh. Woo. We had to... Here's a bottle of water. Oh, I've got my own right here. Oh, sweet. I get... Yeah. I d- delivered. I delivered. I brought you a bottle of water. I got me a bottle of water. Yeah. making sure everyone's set and comfy in the bowl. Look at always. you. As always. Trying to be the hostess with the mostest. Uh, yeah, so I was trying to look for ways to get involved with Normal at at college. And... um find some other bowlers you know (laughs) and you seem to be the guy to get in touch with so i hit you up and was like how can i get involved i'm but a naive freshman and (laughs) you're like well there's this cannabis revival tomorrow in joplin way the hell down there i mean i was new to missouri so i did not realize how far away joplin was from where we were uh what was what three hours three
2: hours maybe some change
3: and you were like all I've got is my motorcycle, but I'm going. You know, we could take that. And I was like, "Well, uh, I will find a ride for us." <laughs> I I'm all down for like hanging out with a stranger bowler, but hopping on the back of their motorcycle uh, was a little, a little bit much for me at that point in my life. Now that I know you, I mean, I will hop on your motorcycle anytime. But anyway, got us a ride. We went down there. Uh, just the fast forward because we're talking about the first time we saw each other naked. It was that night. It was that same night. Yeah. After I made you watch the labyrinth because you had never seen it. But we didn't watch the labyrinth.
2: Yeah, you saw some of it. We uh
3: <laughs> we were I mean, we it started in the car. <laughs> car ride coming back.
2: Yeah. You well know? it's uh I just checked three hours forty five minutes.
3: Oh, almost four hours.
2: Yeah. So we were pretty much making out that whole trip,
3: the whole ride back. Yeah, I mean the whole ride there. You were sleeping because you had a bar shift the night before. It didn't
2: feel like no three hours and forty five minutes.
3: No, felt like five minutes because <laughs> we were just
2: <laughs> she attacked
3: grinding and macking it in the back seat. Where else would you want to be? I don't know.
2: You were grabbing dong through uh, basketball shorts. I remember that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did. I attacked you. <laughs> <laughs> this is all me you guys it really was i just was like
2: just laid back and let it happen
3: and it started with at the revival you know like we had this great day and we met a lot of patients and friends and listened to good music and ate good food and stuff and and i just like we were resting on the grass and i rolled like right next to you and then i think i got on top of you and started kissing you but anyways, that's not what the question is about. It's not the first time You're you kissed distracted. your partner. It's You're... about the first time you saw him naked. And it happened because... What
2: happened was...
3: We were trying to get comfortable. And I took your, I helped you take your pants off. Or I was trying to be helpful. Get those <laughs> pants off. Slide my basketball shorts off uh the, <laughs> the pants came down and then this <laughs> dick popped up and just hit me in the face you know there was no <laughs> underwear nothing in between the dog and me so uh then it just all the clothes came off i think yeah. and it was awesome and uh we made sweet love all night until you were done and i was probably not but i was like we will rest now <laughs> and then i remember like the first time i got a real good look at you naked was in the morning when we got in the shower together mm-hmm. and uh, that must have been weird for you having to look down on me standing next to me in the shower yeah i, don't I guess so I, I, like, I don't i remember thinking that i thought oh he's gonna realize how fucking short i am now
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're incredibly short but uh i don't it's so weird even then like even when I first like first meeting you the very first time in the parking lot and then getting in the car then I slept most of the way down there like then I was like yeah uh this chick's incredibly short but then like (laughs) ever since in like the decade plus since I it doesn't really I don't really think about it I forget sometimes
3: yeah until we meet new people and they're like wow you were really short yeah thank you I forgot (laughs) (laughs)
2: Or, like, when you're trying to reach something or whatever, and I'm like, bullshit, get up there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just jump. But, man, dude, you had like a 12 pack. You were fucking ass at that point in time. You had bulky, muscular arms and this abs. Like, you were like a chiseled Greek god. And I just remember, like, couldn't take my hands off you. I remember. I still can't take my hands off you, but now you're like a big cuddly teddy bear, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> you got the dad arms going it's a now. It's
2: fluff. It's my winter fluff.
3: Yeah, it's all the good cooking that's happened for the last decade.
2: Get winter fluff, you yeah. know.
3: And yeah, winter, of course. But spring has sprung.
2: Yeah. I'm going to spring that kettlebell.
3: Yeah. Just throw the kids around your arms, you know?
2: They're still under here.
3: Yeah, I know. I know they're under there. I say that about mine, too.
2: Got some uh, weight to throw around now, you know? Yeah, easier to beat ass when you got a few extra pounds.
3: Would, what would you thing? think? What would you think when you uh, first saw me naked? Did you see me naked that uh, when we were making love, or yeah, in the, yeah? I figured. We, I mean, I saw you got all naked, too, but
2: and then I was like,
3: "Damn, this chick has enormous, chick has enormous titties." Yeah.
2: Um. And then yeah.
3: Thank God it all worked out because we bangerang <laughs> for a while, like...
2: and then uh, we snoozed and whatever. But I don't think you could sleep. Kind of like the car ride th- to Joplin originally, where I was snoozing and you like were all antsy, but then you were even more antsy, and then you were like were broke down crying and shit because you were like,
3: "Oh my god, you're gonna leave me? I you never, never talk to me ever again? I never moved that fast in my life, you guys. That was ridiculous." And I was
2: like, "Dude, just c- please calm down, like."
3: My good I'm
2: not a fucking
3: Sunday school upbringing bag, like, started weighing on me, you know? I was like, oh my gosh.
2: I was like, I don't want to fucking go 100 miles an hour here myself either, but like...
3: Too late. So just kidding. Just relax,
2: but I'm like, it's like I'm not going to just ghost you. But
3: this is a good time. Yeah. And I will come back for more.
2: Yeah. Plus, you had a meal plan, dude. <laughs> I
3: know. <laughs> You had the twenty-one meals a
2: week meal ridiculous. plan, dog. Yeah, three so, meals a day that yeah. I couldn't
3: ever use. I was so. like,
2: "Bro, you're swiping me in for some footage on yeah. the regular."
3: Gonna cut our bills in half. Your bills.
2: Cut my food bill out entirely.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. It all worked out. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I went nuts on you.
2: <laughs> I'm glad that you went on my nuts.
3: Hey-o, me Hey-o. Me. Hey-o, hey yo, hey yo. I'm glad that I could make you nuts. So there you go. That's history. That's right. In the bowl, we shared that story a lot, like how we met. Mm-hmm. A That's lot of a, different it's a good of that
2: story, That's one of my favorites.
3: Yeah, one of my favorites. I, I was trying to leave out the part where I had a breakdown, but you oh break well.
2: You know, you need, a, <laughs> you need a different spice and flavor to the story each time, man. hit yeah, the bowlers. Yeah, you know. Plus, you told everybody I'm fat. What?
3: <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I said you're my cuddly teddy bear. I'm That's not playing, fat at all,
2: dude. I'm just playing. Not even fat. No. I'm just thick like
3: a stick. That's right. Um, I bet this next caller is too. This next caller, who knows? Face to the screen, bowler. Face to Face the, the
7: screen. screen. I was. I tried to leave Spencer a voice or an email earlier, yeah. but I don't know what's up. Uh, my email doesn't want to send files lately. Oh, email. Have to just, like delete a bunch of shit. Like everything's overflowing. Maybe i'll and, uh, uh I'll make like the clips going lit. past on the street. I don't know if you can hear him oh no nope. um I missed but it. i i I was trying to send this sound file so listen to this I was watching some uh some women's bowling and they were like the one woman was really kicking ass, and this is her acceptance speech to the the trophy you know she won and it was great it was pretty fun to watch but here listen
0: i our motto all year was you just keep coming. I, our motto all year is you just keep coming Hell oh, yes I, Our motto all year is you just keep coming I'm
7: gonna come So I figured I'd better say it three times Because it makes it more powerful if you say everything three times That's so true So you just keep coming Just
2: keep coming Just keep coming And uh <laughs> And you know In the bowl <laughs> In the bowl In the
3: bowl That's a great motto
2: That's where they're all coming I'm gonna come
3: They came all over the place Yes I'm glad the bowlers do keep coming to the bowl.
2: They come bowl after bowl.
3: That's a great clip.
2: Till they're sick and they ain't getting sick yet. What'd I tell you, folks? What'd I tell you? Bowl after bowl
3: till he's sick.
2: Right at the top of the hour, I told you.
3: Bowl after bowl. It may be a bowling podcast. We do hit the lanes every Tuesday.
2: That's right, that's right, we do. We have our uh, strikes and gutters. We have our pin action.
4: And look at this pin action.
3: Oh.
2: And uh, we're, we're almost there, but we got some callers still.
4: The first time I ever saw my partner naked, um, had to be a young age. <sighs> What's the age you first see, uh, your hand? Because hey. um, that's our lifelong partner, isn't it? There it is. I think everybody's used that one. <laughs> if you haven't, you're lying.
2: Um, Monkey Slapper?
4: Anyways, uh, yeah. So there's that in the bowl. Uh, in there the bowl. is that in the bowl.
2: <laughs> uh, r- r- do you bat right or left handed? Net, net. I'm kind of like a, I don't know.
3: Ambidextrous.
2: Well, it's weird. Like, I switch hit on a lot of different things in life. It just depends on the activity. Like, I write left handed, but I throw right handed, but I bat left handed, but I golf right handed, but I, uh, you know, beating it. You can switch because it's like a different experience. Um left takes longer. So it's like left to last, right for fast. That's my strategy. <laughs> uh oh, we have a follow up from Netnet.
4: So uh my most recent partner, um when I first saw them naked, it was um it was before we even had had uh sex or anything. Uh And I had seen her come down the hallway uh, in her condo. Uh, She wasn't naked then, but uh, she had walked into a room, and then I could see, like, into the room, and I could see a mirror that was on a wall. And then she took off her top and and took off her bra, and then I kind of, like, looked away. And, uh, yeah, so it was kind of... uh, I saw that. It was the preview, I guess. The preview to what was uh, to become. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen her since uh, the end of
2: January. So, anyways. Ugh.
3: In the bowl! In the bowl! In the bowl.
2: In the bowl. Oh, a little, little titty preview. Yeah, because she had no idea, probably, right? That you could see into the room and that the mirror was positioned just perfectly right.
3: Yes, but NetNet is a gentleman. Ladies never
2: notice that kind of thing, right? It's always (laughs) like a pure coincidence accident in your experience, don't you think? Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, It's a pure uh, coincidence accident. This next caller calls.
0: Hey,
7: hey! Uh, Hey! First time seeing a uh, uh, V partner naked? Uh, Currently, I'm Fucking single as a One dollar bill And I'm not looking for change Ayo <laughs> But uh nice. No um First time seeing a partner n- Was it the first time seeing someone naked
2: Your partner or, yeah. I guess it's uh, assumptive
7: shit. I've had uh tens of Dozens not bragging I mean fuck When your life is a fucking Olympic village you just, you lose count of shit. Um, no, no seriously, uh, it's, it's honestly, it's difficult, uh, seeking a uh, fresh or y- new partners when, when you've done, um, or competed and, uh, I don't know, shit. High school, college, scholarship level, a gymnast and, uh, cheerleading and shit. And uh, I, I'm not bragging but not, no. uh again it's I mean you just put yourself in situations and things are happening and uh Yeah. Yeah, then as you age and you age better than others and then it gets kind of creepy weird cuz you're like fucking awesome and some right. people are Completely fucking not and <laughs> then you have to, to kinda digress or um Ah fuck it. I don't know. Shit, life is good. Um <laughs> I'm not
5: <suicidal. laughs>
7: No, no shit bull no bullshit. Everything is good and uh Um first time wow that was uh I don't know, damn. Not not going to say single digits or nothing, but, uh, yeah, fuck. Um, uh, first, uh, just view was definitely, definitely young, and everyone was fit and well, and it wasn't really an erotic type thing, it was just, uh, hell, yeah, do what you do.
5: Uh-huh.
7: Um, that's kind of vague, <laughs> and I'm kind of... Kind of caught myself in a stubbed toe situation my
2: God damn it's to your toe that you stubbed huh doctor Sir Mike Roch, the bottom of the pyramid at all the competitions, if you know what I'm saying, oh, he had a follow up look at that, oh, hang on, hold the phones
7: uh, um again uh not not bragging, but I was just gonna it. Honestly, it troubles me because later in life, uh, shit's difficult. Looking forward, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Uh, that's, I mean, you don't peak. Not saying I peaked in high school, but again. Uh, so when you're talking Cirque du Soleil level athleticism and the – uh, whatever attributes that might entail. Sure. Uh, you're not really gonna see further, uh, uh, not advancing, but uh, just, Oh god, I'm, I caught myself again and uh, they're not tongue-tied, <laughs> but fuck, what, what, what are you gonna do? I mean, does it get better? No. I can't say it really did. Or does. But uh, hell. Oh, uh, buckle down and work hard and, uh,
2: <sighs> good luck. <laughs> hey, best okay. of luck.
3: Best of luck, Dr. Sir.
2: <laughs> All of the, uh, ladies into trapeze, you can call Sir, Dr. Sir Mike Garage for the old slap and tease. You know what I'm saying? He has to, he's, he's looking for a high level, man. You gotta meet him at his level. That's, That's right. what he's trying to say, you know? You gotta, you gotta meet... You gotta be up to snuff. You gotta cut the mustard, baby. Yeah,
3: the bar has been set high. That's right for the great doctor, sir.
2: It's flying up high there. Uh, he's,
3: he's not gonna settle for less.
2: This man has seen and done great things. You know, he's got a certain level of uh, certain level of thrill that you need to hit before it's thrilling. That's right. That's all he's trying to say. It's all the poor guy's trying to say. Not bragging. That was a big thing. Come on. Well, I'm not bragging when I say that I received the freshest, hottest, juiciest metal moment. Just now, hot off the presses from our friend Reverend Cybertrucker. You want to yeah. listen to it? You Let's wanna, listen
1: to it. Give it a listen. Hell yeah. In the bowl and in the morning. This here's the Reverend Cybertrucker <coughs> and Kenny with this week's metal moment. Since 2002, Gamma Bomb has been thrashing up Northern Ireland, putting out albums such as Tales from the Grave in Space and Survival of the Fasta, and including songs such as Bullet Belt and my personal favorite. Hell Trucker. And this little ditty Ninja Untouchables Untouchable Glory off of their album Untouchable Glory.
2: Oh yeah, Whoa! that's right. In well, the bowl
1: yeah. and in the morning. Whoa. This here's the Reverend Cybertrucker.
2: It's looping. Why am I? Why why is my player looping? How dare you loop? How dare you loop? Thank you, Rev. Pumped up. Yeah, that always uh, wakes the neighbors. Real quick. I love the battle moment at the end. You know, because you've you've tuned your listening device for spoken voices, especially on the live, uh, where um, you know, we're running levels. It's live. We're doing it live. Uh maybe if you're listening to this at a later time, then we've gone out and made everything all perfectly even and nice and we've juiced up the short, silent, quieter That's right. parts and it's we've all
3: levelated.
2: We've cut down maybe the loudest parts. But no. You listen live, baby. It's a full speaker test every time, you know, we're gonna test it.
3: Listening live is living dangerously.
2: That's right. It's the only way to live. Actually there are many ways to live. Just just uh just find the one that works for you. That's what I always say. Yeah. That's what I always say. And uh the Rev has found a way that works for him. Loving it. Loving it. Thank yeah. you for your contribution in the metal moment.
3: Thank and, you, uh, sir.
2: It's, it's fully produced uh, you know, concept to recording all the way uh by our good friend Rev Cybertrucker Rev Cybertrucker. You can follow him on No Agenda Social at Rev Cybertrucker at Noagenda And he's usually got a little poll up. Um, for input on what the next Metal Moment should be, where it should come from, where it should go, what the theme should be, all that kind of good stuff. So always check him out, give him a follow.
3: Yeah, I'll have a link to his social in the show notes.
2: And uh, we thank you so much, sir. And that leaves one uh, piece of business left here. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.
3: I told you I had a lot of updates tonight. And Ooh. I have an update on the North Carolina DMV Story. Oh,
2: right. The big. Uh- a
3: woman uh, was able to procure a fart license plate and then uh, was told that she had gotten complaints about it. So she appealed for FART, which clearly stood for her organization, Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails. Yes. Well, this week, the North Carolina DMV has ordered the woman to remove. The license plate. Ah, I knew it! DMV, no laughing, no farting, no fun whatsoever. Fun suckers. Yeah, Uh, she gets to keep the plate physically in her possession, of course. (laughs) You'll pry it from uh, my cold, dead hands. Yeah. If you're in the area, though, the Asheville area, I saw that Fart has monthly meetups at breweries, and... I support meetups. I think they're a great way to get out, meet some new folks, have some fun.
2: I think the only Mm -hmm. way to counter this is just plaster a bunch of, uh, you know, stickers. You're going to need some
3: bumper stickers and all that. There's stickers on her website. There's shirts.
2: I bet she's got merch to the gills, dude. Yeah. What an incredible branding opportunity. She's
3: landed some national spots, too, with this story. So, Fart always sells,
2: man. I'm telling you, fart, it's going to always be funny. It's going to always appeal. There are people who will get all upset about it, but they're only fanning the fart flame. Fart for the win. Your protest only makes the fart that much tastier. It's
3: true. It's true. I don't know anyone that doesn't think farts are funny, but I guess I don't know that many lizards, so.
2: Yeah, it's because the people that don't think farts are funny stay away from us, which is great. That's it's awesome. fine.
3: Yeah. The only lizards I met were in aquariums, you know, like. They see us and they run glass the other way. Under a heated lamp.
2: Because we keep farting, probably.
3: Uh, that could do it. <laughs> Man, broccoli this week did not help. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of lizards, Border Patrol found 52 lizards and snakes hidden in a man's clothing this week. Whoa! Yeah. I Unfortunately... I think
2: he was a member of the Lizard a Week mailing club.
3: I think he might have been.
2: Because that's a year subscription right there, 52, 52 lizards.
3: He must have one subscriber. Yeah. Uh, Now, <laughs> kind of gross, he had each... Of the snakes and lizards tied up in little plastic bags. Uh, I don't know how long they can live like that. Um, Hmm. But he had them concealed in his jacket, his pants pockets, and in his groin area. So, you know, he's hoping that he didn't get patted down and found out, but he did.
2: But the business model fucked us all.
3: It did. Uh, Yeah,
2: smuggling lizards and snakes. Ah.
3: If you had ordered an endangered species of uh, (laughs) horned lizard from down south uh sorry that probably won't make it to you now
2: your shipment is delayed
3: yes delayed uh and that's yeah your horned toad is
2: in the possession of the sheriff's department and the snakes where certainly it'll be taken great care of
3: oh i'm sure yeah and certainly not like let out in an area where they're not native to and
2: i think they'll be uh, great
3: yeah um there's
2: one thing cops know it's lizards and snakes and stuff oh definitely
3: yeah definitely um, This man was a U.S. citizen, might be worth pointing out, I don't know, 30 years old. So, so made close. a trip down there to pick him up and come back. <laughs> uh, Sorry about the Lizard and Snake-A-Week Club. Better luck next time. Yep. Uh, And also, if you were part of the Leech Bloodletting Club, looking oh. for a leech or a uh, bloodletting animal... <laughs> Every week, uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Officers, in collaboration with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, seized six air cargo shipments that contained nine plastic jars filled with a prohibited species of leech, the classic medical bloodletting leech. That, of course, is not the name of the species. I didn't bother to write it down because it was Latin and... I just butcher everything. You're not supposed to say Latin out loud. You just read it.
2: (laughs) That's a good call.
3: (laughs) C-Mike will pronounce it for you. Yes, someday. Uh, There were 300 leeches in total. So close to a magic number, but Mm. not quite. Um, And they were mailed from Bulgaria to Connecticut, Florida, and Illinois. I didn't
2: know there was a leech species that was banned.
3: Yeah, well, you know, if it was ever an alternative medical treatment... I, we have to ban it
2: I literally wasn't even interested until you told me it was banned now I'm like thinking about how do I get a leech you know yeah
3: uh it's funny how that works isn't it uh. have you ever thought about taking a ride in maybe the world's longest stretch limo though I thought about it it's been dubbed the American Dream and it's over a hundred feet long it seats 75.
2: Ooh, now that's orgy material right there
3: oh yeah we have room for all the bowlers and a lot of no agenda nation too <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah this thing has got 26 wheels a waterbed a swimming oh pool with God. a diving board a hot tub a bathtub for cleaning up after <laughs> a mini golf course for the kids and a helipad so we oh, can have people fly helipad? in and out holy
2: <laughs> bejesus yeah
3: Not a joke. Uh, This was originally built in 1986 uh, with the aspiration of breaking the Guinness World Record. Then it was 60 feet long. um, And then, unfortunately, it fell into a state of disrepair and was sold on eBay. The person who bought it couldn't afford it, uh, couldn't properly restore it. So then he sold it on eBay again to a man who happens to own Deezerland Park Car Museum in Orlando, Florida. Probably mispronouncing that, but... Uh, he put $250,000 into renovating the American Dream and took three years to complete it and has won the world record.
2: Well, good for him.
3: Yeah. He had a dream. He made it come true. I get it. now you can have orgies in this limo and they'll be comfortable. And, you know, fly people in and out on their helicopters and go mini golfing.
2: That's insanity, dude.
3: It is. It is. And it's really not meant for driving, you know, but.
2: Sure. Makes For display,
3: sense.
2: if there is a pool and all of that jazz, who there, needs to
3: go anywhere? I'm just hanging out in there, hanging out in the limo house.
2: Yeah, that's absurd, dude.
3: It's wild. Uh, you know what else is wild? When people call nine one one on themselves. Oh that God, happened this week Please stop doing it. And it just is so funny that this happened uh, on the week that the Dusty Man signed this meth response thing. Oh no, because this guy called nine one one to have his meth tested for potential bath salts or other things, because it didn't produce the expected sensation. Call 911! Yeah, that's what he thought he should do to get, you know, a test kit for it. Uh, It must have been uh, working at
2: least a little bit.
3: I would say so. So the deputies showed up, and he handed them the two little baggies of meth. Oh, my God. They did test it in front of him, and according to their test, it tested positive for meth, because... I'm sure you only need a little bit in there to get a positive test. Uh, And I'm sure it probably was meth if he's calling 911 on it. Um, And then, you know, they were trying to ask him who sold it to him. And good man, didn't narc on the seller, uh, but did say he wanted to protect the general public from buying bunk shit. And uh, then he was arrested uh, for possession of meth and drug paraphernalia. (laughs) I really, I feel like in this situation, they should have just, Taken it and walked away, you know, and been like, "Hey, dude, you fucked up, got on us, but let's get away from the meth," and then just left.
7: I consider it an
2: invasion.
3: If they were there to actually help people, but
2: nope. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's not
3: helpful either. It's uh, stealing someone's drugs.
2: No, no one's better for it, but at the same time, man, you gotta have at least a.
3: I hate stories like that. Minimum, <laughs> just...
2: minimum of a clue, bro.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're that much of a danger to yourself, just throw your phone in the river you get another one yeah oh. let's bring it back uh an eight-year-old was really surprised with one of her presents it turned out to be pounds of weed oh boy yeah uh, so it was in <laughs> a box that uh, was allegedly slimy paint that transformed into 3d squishy pets I honestly didn't write down the name of the company. Don't want to do an ad for them. Uh, and that's that's what I took away from what this toy is. It's just weird. Um, so, you know, they get home from her birthday party and the dad opens it up. And what's in there? Vacuum-sealed bags of weed.
2: Lots of weed.
3: And the girl looks at her dad and she's like, Dad, I got scammed. I got a bunch of leaves.
2: <laughs> I hate a bunch of leaves.
3: Well, come to find out. The gift came from a store called Found Fortunes, which is a lot like our bargain zone that we go to. And they buy inventory from government auctions and then resell it. Of course. So they didn't check what was in the box, obviously. They just saw a brand new toy in a box, you know, put it on the shelf. And, uh, yeah, had drugs in it. It was like some smuggling
2: operation.
3: Well, the fault here, I believe, really lies with law enforcement for letting it go to auction. Not checking their... Stuff that they stole from people who get arrested uh, and then allowing it to be auctioned off with perfectly good drugs inside of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uh,
2: I mean, versus like some cheap piece of shit Chinese plastic toy. I mean, I like like the pot much better.
3: Me too, man. Me too. Um, And they did note here that it's not the first time this store has bought drugs from government auctions and uh (laughs) sloppy government they've caught it before and returned it most of it i'm sure um (laughs) but yeah uh i don't know as long
2: as you're getting the right product to the right person i mean
3: well they start talking about how you know they're targeting kids and there's no reason for drug dealers to target kids kids don't have any money right and this dumbass dad. Okay, so the reason why it's a story, of course, is because the dad turned it back in. He could have flipped that and bought his little girl anything she wanted. He could have bought her a hundred of those 3D squishy pets. You know? For like, every
2: dirt to dirt, i turned the weed in story, oh, I feel like there's like 25 who just play it smooth and don't say shit.
3: Totally. Totally.
2: But... All I'm saying is if I opened up some fucking dumbass toy and there was like, I don't know, a bunch of shaman in
3: there... No one's going to know.
2: That would not become a headline. Exactly. I right. can tell you that, my friend.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think that's most Americans. A majority of Americans. Uh, a majority of bowlers, for sure. Uh, But, I don't know, man. Uh, They try to scare us. Not scare us, of course. But they try to scare sheeple at Halloween with like, Oh, your kid might get edibles. And now they're trying to just ruin spring with like birthdays. They're like, Oh, we got to come up with a birthday story. Oh, you might get weed for a birthday present on accident. <laughs> Open the box before you give it to a kid, I guess. It's just
2: stupid. Yeah. Scary shit out there in this world, but I don't think weed is among no, the scary ones.
3: Certainly not scary. Uh, you know, you're just like, oops, sorry, you got some leaves. I guess uh, I'll take that from you. Yeah. Let's move on to the next present. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I just can't believe it. It's kind of wild. To It's not wild because I know what an outdated dinosaur the government and everyone who works for it is, you know, how like old fashioned and lame they are to let something like to let drugs slip through the crack and just get auctioned off. Man, just, just, Really it makes me interested to check out a government auction sometime, I guess. You know? <laughs> right. At the very least, get to see all the cool toys that they steal from people. Yeah. I'm sure there's some hot rods. You and... got to
2: look out for that. What is it? The monkey with the banana sticker on it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. How you know. <laughs> that is
3: how you know. And you know, you never know when there's going to be like a wad of cash that they miss too, right? Get your money back, maybe. Nah, they probably sniff that out.
2: <laughs> they don't sniff the drugs, but they sniff the cash. I mean,
3: I don't know. I don't know either. Uh but I do know that some explorers from South Africa were able to find Sir Ernest Shackleton's ship, the Endurance, located off the coast of Antarctica.
2: All right.
3: Yes, it uh this polar explorer his ship sank in 1915 about 2 miles deep into the Weddell Sea. Oh boy. And uh it's in a really good state for being a wood vessel under the water, I guess. you can. I looked at the pictures. You can see the name Endurance across the stern. and Everything looks like it's perfectly there, which is really cool. Um, what had happened was on December 5th, 1914, Shackleton set sail with 27 others, uh, hoping to reach the South Pole and cross the continent on land, when suddenly the ship became trapped in ice near Antarctica. And uh, it sunk after 10 months. So that's a long time to be sitting there before it sank. Um, So the crew had to make their way to Elephant Island. And then Shackleton and five dudes set off in a lifeboat with the goal of getting help from a whaling station in South Georgia, 800 miles away. Yeah. After several attempts, he was able to make it back to Elephant Island with help. And miraculously, all of his men survived. That was two years in the cold. Yep. They made it. Badass motherfuckers.
2: Tough old bastards.
3: That's right. And now, Endurance. I mean, the perfect name for their ship and for them. And now we've got it. We found the ship. No, well, not us. This group of uh, South African researchers. It's pretty cool. It's cool seeing the pictures. I love uh, a good treasure story, good treasure hunt and treasure oh, yes. finding.
2: Treasure, treasure.
3: That's right. Uh, a couple in Nebraska found some treasure, kind of, behind their bathroom mirror. It was a letter originally written by an 8-year-old who lived in the home in 1967. They were remodeling the bathroom and took the mirror down and were just like, what is this? A letter. Um, The second owner of the house had found the the letter also and responded to it before putting it back in that hiding place. And coincidentally, they know the guy. So they were able to reunite him with the letter, and he's like, man, I didn't even remember writing that. Kind of like a neat little homeowner time capsule. Uh, So they added their bit to it and have placed it back behind the mirror for whoever ends up in the house after them.
2: Very nice. Yeah. I love it.
3: The world's highest tea party happened this week. All
2: right. I like high tea parties. Yeah,
3: it was in the bowl. No, I'm just kidding. It was, uh, (laughs) we're talking about feet above sea level here. So, of course, it was on Mount Everest.
2: Talking about feet, always.
3: Oh, always talking about feet. That's right. (laughs) Slap me with them big old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he
2: does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he?
3: Anyways, uh, 16 teammates who climbed the mountain sat and had a tea party. (laughs) And you know, they just were really poking me with the story because they mentioned that they brought Girl Scout cookies, and I'm like, "Okay, like, how high are we getting here? Wow. You know I am really high. I too am a connoisseur of Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> and I believe we may have had a higher tea party in the bowl still we can we can check this out, you know, I don't know how you'd measure it, but with a stir <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to recreate this all in the bowl. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies, high tea party, you got it.
2: I think it can be uh, done.
3: You know what's interesting is that this team had uh, secured the record in 2021, also at 21,212 feet. And so then they beat their own record here. I see. By 100 feet. So And finally, my last story for the lanes tonight is that a New Hampshire fisherman reeled in a 12,000-year-old woolly mammoth tooth this week off the coast of Newburyport, Massachusetts.
2: Nice. it was
3: 11 inches long. Uh, Won't feed anyone, but it's cool, and he's going to auction it off for some money, but uh, poor bastard is sending all the proceeds to our politicians. I mean... The world central kitchen that's providing hot meals to Ukrainian refugees. Oh, neat. Yeah. I just wonder where who's gonna buy this tooth and where it will be. It looked like a big tooth, as one can imagine, off of a woolly mammoth.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a big-ass tooth, man. That's just how Ass tooth?
3: Go. Oof. Probably that's not, a scary thought.
2: Probably not a tooth of the ass.
3: Now, we didn't come up with the first time I ever yet. Well, you know, we were chatting
2: and uh, Face to the Screen says he's got a good... Uh, good story about discovering something, uh, shall I say? I don't want to, like, spoil it too hard, but uh, I think it either uh, first time I ever found something unexpected is, like, a vague oh. version.
3: Oh, okay. Or maybe
2: first time I ever uh found a sex toy. Oh. Because maybe that's more specific story and you could remember it a little more. Oh. Huh. Uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think?
3: I kind of, like, first time I ever found something unexpected, just because you could see how many... Ah. I don't know. It's I'm all for vagueness with the uh, first time that I ever, because then you open it up to more people. But yeah.
2: <laughs> Phoenix likes the sex toy. Sex That's toy. the thing. Sometimes the explicit ones get more stories and the input, but then sometimes the vague ones...
3: Open it up know. to a wider group of people. Ah, yeah. Phoenix says sex toy. Let's go sex toy. She's the princess.
2: All right. Then next week you can call in with your story. of The first time I ever found a sex toy. And of course, it doesn't have to be the first time ever, yeah, but like the most memorable time will work. But uh, Face the Screen's got a good story for us.
3: I can't wait to hear it.
2: He's lubed me up with the uh, anticipation. And uh, thanks for lubing us up all all night, just like you do every Tuesday night, bowlers. So great to have you with us. Please join us on Sunday night right around 8 p.m. Central. We, of course, have the lovely Hogaroos with us. John and Carolyn of Hog Story fame, hogstory.net, hogstory.com, and thesmoker.net. You know what to do. And, of course, we will be back at it next Thursday night, 9 central, right after DH Unplug wraps up, just like every dang token Tuesday, Tuesday on the calendar. Yeah. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate your value. Appreciate your love. Until next time, I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
3: And I'll always be Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
1: Thank you, bitch. Thank, thank, you, thank you, bitch. bitch.
0: Mm, that's some tasty boost bait. That was the last copy I slapped. It
1: is on, folks. It is on. It is on.
2: I'm sick of your fucking smoke.
3: That guy's fucking right.
2: Bowl after bowl till he's sick.
1: Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.
2: Sir Spencer and Dame Delorean.
5: Delorean and Spencer.